I've seen quite a lot of Joe Rogan stuff. I, I, I watch Joe Rogan stuff depending on today's own. Uh, well, I don't agree with a lot of it. No. But I'm the same but, as you. Like, I watched, like, the one when David Miscavige's dad was on it, yeah. when Leah Remy was on it. Like, if it's subjects, like, see if they're just talking about MMA, then yeah. I, I don't care. Like, for instance, Alex Jones was on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Alex Jones is an absolute bad pop. Hmm. Who is he? Infowars. What? Infowars, that guy? Infowars. Okay. Infowars. He's right, a right wing nut job. Right wing nut job. Fairly linked to like Trump and all that kind of stuff. But he's really into conspiracy theories. And see, listen to that podcast. Oh. If, as long as you're able to kind of disassociate how horrifying that the world is, it's hilarious. It's four hours of just hilarious the shit this guy comes out with. Mm. Does Joe treat him like he's a moron or does he, he kind of pander to him? He doesn't pander to him. Uh, if he thinks he's all talking bullshit, he goes, you're talking bullshit, that's crazy. And he'll always ask for where's your evidence of this. Mm. Um... But Rogan likes the occasional conspiracy theory. He likes to think of like big, Bigfoot and things like that. Kind of I've thing. got like a massive dislike for Joe Rogan and I don't actually know why. I can understand probably why that would be. But, but I don't understand why it is though. Like, I just, he, there's, it's just something about him. I think, oh, it was, I think it was because the first time I heard his name mentioned it was when he did the episode with Colin Moriarty who I fucking detest. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's why, because that was my introduction to him, I was like, this guy's clearly just a fucking dickhead because he's associating with that other dickhead. I think he's very fair in, in terms of who he gives a platform to. You get all sorts kind of there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He tries to stay impartial. Yeah. But there's times where, like, he ha- you'll have someone on who's called him out on a on their podcast or whatever. Like, you had a guy on... Classic. Who, who was talking about... Um, he was talking about how there was this kind of pill that you could take and it was like to cure hangovers or there was evidence suggest that you could do this and it'd be fine. And then this doctor overheard, well, he was listening to the Joe Rogan experience and then said that Joe Rogan was, um, he basically accused him of all these things saying that it was irresponsible to have this guy on advocating a cure for hangovers and that. And then when Rogan had him on saying, well, let's, like you're saying all this, but let's talk about what was actually done. And... Uh, Rogan is basically, well I didn't say that and the guy's not advocating as a sale you're hearing what you want to hear and he kind of plays it over for him and the guy's like well I mean that that's just like that's well what I what your opinion is and he just he shuts him down and he's getting nothing because he's got audio evidence saying at no point does he say this you've been in your car yeah you've been in a car and you're hearing what you want to hear and because you're publishing a thing it's to kind of like go towards your thing. So see the people at home if they're in a car and they're hearing what they want to hear. What would be the what would be the show? What's the name of the show they're listening to right now? Oh, I don't know, man. Come on, Neil. Don't don't let that sweet ass <laughs> intro go to waste. What's well, the name of the show, Neil? Say the name of the show. <laughs> Raptors in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> Who am I? Paco Rodriguez. Well, I love how you've got this air of this is odd of duress at this point. <laughs> like we've got your family tied in a corner of the room like ready to execute them if you don't. Uh, could you also like speak into the horrible death orb? <laughs> <laughs> that that was an aside that probably wasn't to be heard anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, no wait, Tommy Bass. He's a horrible aside. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. You, you said Neil. Been trying to work that out for years now. Mm. Any closer? Been a long journey. Any closer? Any kind of resolution no, with that? No. I still don't know who I am truly. Hmm. Okay. I mean, does anyone really? No. What's the date today? It is the twentieth <laughs> of March, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The year of the pig. Yes. Yeah, is I think it? so. Which mm. I think was also the year of the pig was the animal the the year I was born. Which makes sense. Oh, because they're smart. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, dodgy sideways glances all round. So, uh, how have you guys' beat weeks been? Uh, all right, all right. Uh, there's a distinct lack of uh, any kind of cinematic interest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the old multiplexes. Um, I attempted to watch a, a Netflix film that premiered, and I will watch the rest of it, but it's it's just fine. It's um I can't, I can't even mind the film's name. It's uh, one with something, Affleck. Something territory. Oh, um, fucking. Is this territory? Colonial territory. Triple territory. Um, triple threat. Triple, your phone, Neil. No, I'm not going to phone for this. Oscar Isaacs is in it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by J C Chander. It's got Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, Ben Affleck. Uh, it's, it's a real killer's role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called. No. It's not Operation Finale. That's the other no, it's like, it's something territory or something. It's like fucking, I've spoke about this with... Territorial Strike Force. <laughs> I don't know. It's something like that. Yeah. It's we'll a good start to the podcast. Mm. Right, tell us all about this film. Well, no, well, tell well, us about the week. Like what's... All right. Oh, right okay, well, I can't, I can't tell you. I've only watched triple, half an hour. Triple Frontier. There you triple go. Frontier. I knew I had triple in there somewhere, man. Oh, fine, man. Not uh, your movie going week, just your week, man. Yeah, it's... me and Paco had like this massive Nidhogg uh, match that so felt like three hours, but it lasted like eight minutes, 21 seconds. Yeah. That was huge. Um, you won? Me. But again, I, I, I kind of had, I had no, yeah. I had no right to win it though. Like he had, he had me on the ropes like so many fucking times, man. You cheated. I didn't cheat. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I, I got lucky again. Ooh. Um. Yeah, that and work and as I said, well, um, everyone's kind of been talking about the Madeleine McCann documentary that's on Netflix. I've yet to watch. Did they do it, Tommy Vass? Uh, Did they kill their child? Uh, Here and now, do you make the statement that the fucking McCanns murdered their twin? Um, From what I've read, seen, uh, and that I would say they have accidentally done it. And the the yes, that's what's happened. The views and opinions of Mister Tommy Vass are not that of Raptors in the kitchen. Uh, in this uh, case, they kind of are. In this case, they completely are because yeah. I also think that they actually. Oh, they totally them. didn't, man. So fucking skill bags. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so folk have been talking about that. I've not really watched it, uh, but it had. What's that called again? The Madeline like, McCann. Is that what it's called? Is it's it it's like the disappearance. The of disappearance of Madeline McCann. Yeah. Right. But I've not watched it. But I, I'm. I was going to watch it and I get kind of in the mood for a documentary so I watched a, a lot of old Louis through. Um, well, like the Weird Weekends. I watched the, the Weird Weekends. Stuff. I watched the, the, the follow-up to the Savile one he did because i never seen that. Uh, that was interesting. It's on Netflix. It's just... When you, when you oh, see... Oh, wait, is it him? It's just called Savile. Is, does it, can I start off with him just cutting about his house? And you get in these kind of thrown out like memorabilia and stuff like that? He's not throwing it out. He's about, going through it, yeah. He's talking about like how... He should have seen it when he was there. He kind of, it's one of those, yeah, he, not so much, he feels like he should have seen it or he should have uncovered something. Yeah. 
Uh, and it kind of goes back to the, like the first documentary made like in 2001. Yeah, um, it was all right. I mean, but as I said to Paco, Louis Theroux is kind of seen as this national treasure amongst the, you know, when a documentary is out, we all have to see it. But I'm really, after watching like Weird Weekends and some of his other stuff, I don't really agree with his approach to his presenting and his uh, his questioning approach. I feel like a lot of it is very fake. Like he, he gets in with these people, he makes out like he's a friend, the family helps out, and he kind of goes along with what they're, well, doesn't go along with what they're saying, but entertains it. But then he's able to pivot away from certain things, and then come the end of the episode, he has a proper go at them, like, and almost throws shit back in their face. And it happens every episode one way or another yeah no I totally agree with that and by this stage of the game it's it's had to evolve but you have to remember that see when that first came out mm-hmm. there's nobody doing those kind of shows like that yeah no, I realise I mean this is like some, 18 years ago there was something really kind of brand new in that style documentary mm. you can also see like a possible reason for him doing it is that like by appeasing them and making them think that he's sympathetic to whatever it is that oh, they're yeah, totally. thinking about they're going to come out with something that they might not have done if yeah. he just approaches it from a neutral position, which they will take as an attack. Well, he'll come but like hey, I agree with you, Matt. I don't like. There's just something about him I just don't like. He'll he'll come across like him, him and Joe Rogan. <laughs> he'll come across like as not so much that he believes in what they're saying, but he will come across with the whole he panders to them. the humanist oh, thing yeah, where he's I like, I, I'm coming across as I'm trying to understand why you are like that, but then midway through will be like how can you like that kind of thing it's like you aren't really trying to understand this you are not a racist like for example the racist one you're not trying to understand why these people are racist you get why they're racist you don't like them and, not, and you keep and you know that what they're doing is offensive but yet you're kind of what are you still digging for you know what i mean i don't see try to there's times when like you try to sway or you try to make them see the other ways and there's some guys uh, that are just so set in their ways. Like I watched one about um, the black nationalists, and there was this guy who was an ex member of uh, the Nation of Islam, and like he was just like there was. It didn't matter if it was the start, the middle, or the end. That guy's opinion isn't changing. But again, it was that you could argue by him entertaining having Louis through hang with him a lot. You're kind of like well, even though he's in like the guy is like adamant that white people shouldn't be this and that a black nation should rise and uh, basically saying that you know your people are the cause of it. He will sit and have lunch with Louis. He will spend time with him, and you're kind of like, and there's a bit when he goes to this, um, he goes to the shop and they're looking at clothes and that, and the the guy from the Nation of Islam, he's very good pals with a guy called Muhammad who's like this white guy but then he will say that this white guy and Louis Thru are not the same person even though the colour of their skin's the same things like that and you're kind of like well wait hold on here you know so that that's interesting when he kind of tries to dissect that. I don't understand what he means by that. Exactly that's that's what I'm saying is he's kind of like well this guy's got in his heart he believes this and that and he's more and he's been kind of a devout to kind of like a lot of the cause and I'm just like but wait a minute you're a white guy as well, but you. But the guy's like, ah, nah. He's got a different. He's better than you because of who he is, and he's he's because, got, he's, because he's got faith, basically. Kind of, I. And you're just kind of like, well, no, hold on. You, you can't. All the shit you've just said to Louis through, and then you've met this friend of yours, and he's a white man, and yeah, his name's Mohammed, and that. Be like, well, wait, no, 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 hold on. Like, how how can you differentiate that? Because your whole thing is the white man's race, kind of thing. So that was interesting. I had, I don't know, I, I 
You'd have to watch it. I, I'm not going to lie, I could have zoned out a wee bit. <laughs> You'd have to watch it. it was, I thought it was very interesting, but at the same time, I, I mean, just... All this is making me think of that bit in Four Lions where the white guy, he was at Barry's, and he was, keeps saying that he's more Al-Qaeda than the rest of them. Yeah. Well, you get white people who can do it as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, is that, that's it, though. That's the thing. It's like, because he is a member of their creed, he is then seen as not being an infidel again you'd have to just watch it it's just the way this guy's thinking is and how he tries to explain it even though you as the casual viewer I've, I've spent enough time trying to figure out religious people man I'm done with that shit <laughs> yeah well, and, and, but what I'm saying is yeah the, although don't get me wrong I, I fully intend to watch some of these do- some more of these we'll revisit a lot of these documentaries because the subject matter is very interesting the thing that I find really like less appealing is I it's the same. It's this, apart from the subject matter. It's the same approach every single documentary, I mean, the, and it kind of is irritating the, because there's no change. Apart from the Savile one, the Savile one, the, sorry, the, the the second Savile one, where it was more him talking to the victims, and at times he felt kind of like, well, why didn't I see it, and how didn't I know? You yeah. know, it wasn't as usual, if you will, shtick. Wait a minute, what was the first Savile one then? Like, was that yeah, I was like him following Savile around, this, Savile this, still alive. This was 2001, but, before... But they knew he was a pedo at that point? No. So why bother following him around at all people? Like, no, because, because he, was, he was a celebrity. He's a, he's a celebrity, he's a weirdo celebrity. Yeah. And that's what that series was about. Right? Yeah, like, he, he met, he like, went, Paul Daniels, he met... Uh, Savile he met uh, Ruby not Ruby Wax um. no it was, it was two people like one was a ex-politician and his wife Anne Widdicombe no, no. Um, who was it does it matter anyway it no, doesn't matter so. no but the point um, being is like yeah nobody knew then but Savile was a big celebrity figure but he does talk about other oh, was allegations of this but Savile completely brushes it off and it just goes to show you how manipulative he's another he, psycho. He, he is around not only Louis Theroux, because I mean in the second one, they talk about like when Louis Theroux is talking to some of the victims and they're like, or survivors uh, and they're like, well, did you watch my programme, what Jenkins? He says, I just felt bad for you because you look so gullible. You swallowed everything. He manipulated you. In a sense, he groomed you. And you're like, wow, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, and for him, that's hard for him to take because as a investigative journalist, he's like, shit, I, I should have seen it. I should have seen what was going on. Now, I wasn't, I like that because it wasn't his usual, I'm going to go and pander to these people so I can, you know, do this. I'm of the controversial opinion that I found it a little hand-wringy. Okay. Um, the only yeah. thing that kind of sticks out in my mind for the stuff I has, I've seen, though, is the one about the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, well, like, that one's all right. he, he is like, there's two of them. Yeah, but the, I think it's the, the, first, the first one where, like, a, he is doing this kind of usual stick of, like, acting as if he's sympathetic to the, the, their whole thing. And then, like, when he gets the daughter on her own, like, a, he pretty much just starts asking her questions if she's ever questioned whether it's wrong and stuff. And, like, realising that, like, from what I remember, she pretty much wasn't really dead set on the whole thing. Like, she mm-hmm. just didn't feel like she had a choice and stuff like that. And then, like, is it not a case of, like, by the time they've done the second documentary, one she had left. actually left the church? Yeah. Like, well, it cuts back... That stuff's ba- cool, but the idea that he might have mm-hmm. sowed the seed there. Well, it cuts it cuts back to that, because um, when she was in the first documentary, she's like, no, if my mum and dad... If I didn't go with this, then my mum and dad should throw me out in the street, because how dare I? How can you turn on the word of God, etc.? Whereas she talks about when it was she was kind of thrown out of the church and it was she was on holiday uh, with her one of her pals and she wore a bikini and the mum and dad seen that and the church seen that and she was kind of they were she kind of stood up for herself well no it's it's not a big deal it's this and they just basically the church had a congregation yeah. uh, and they they had a, a meeting and basically said you're out 
Actually, there was a. It's more. It's heartbreaking to see the mum and dad are like, "Well, we thought she, we knew her, but she's yeah. no, we don't, we don't care." Like they just seem so fucking. She's so, not. She was so never. She's not one of us. Things, yeah. You know what I mean anymore. Like, so they, therefore, they pretty much like act as if she never existed and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's horrible. Uh, I, I went. Yeah, there was a. Jesus. There was a lecture at the Royal Philosophical Society in Glasgow like a while back. Very good, Neil. We get it. Like you're a big waster, mate. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> you try to, no way, man. It was the Royal Society of Crisps. He'd be there with his powerful work. Totally be there, man. Hey, but Totally, like that was a real thing. What's What's Fred? Phelps, make a real thing. What's Fred Phelps's uh, gay son called? What's his name? Uh, I don't know why, but I thought it was an Onion article. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like he, like he essentially, like he left the church because like, he realized he was gay, and like obviously, like, oh, right. that would have been such a massive issue. And, like now he kind of goes around like preaching, uh, not preaching. That's the wrong word to use here. Like hey, spread, celebrating spread, the fact that spread, he's spread an idea of tolerance and stuff, right. and like how like being raised in that place was such a toxic way to grow up mm. and stuff. And, oh, several like, folk have left. Yeah. It's like any kind well, of. Well, it's not like a really tiny thing though. It's like that family and like one or two other people. I mean, it's not as big as like Scientology yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. But at the point is, there has been folk left, and they've. There are crazy, those people. And it's the same as, like, again, I think I've touched on this as well. Like, in 2019, I mean, me, me and Neil discussed behind the curve. I don't, you were you there for that, Ep? Nah, no. you weren't. I no, listened to it. And it's, it's crazy, though, because I'm like... Have in you 20, seen the news thing with him? Well, I know that... See, that, that, that YouTuber, Logan Paul, has said that he is yeah. now a flat earther and he's going to go to the Antarctic. He's going to be the guy yeah. to go to the edge. See, and I'm like, I really have no time for that stupidity. Also, I cannot <laughs> wait for that to happen. Well, yeah. see what Neil says about behind the curve. They fucking proved themselves wrong, but yet, oh, Twice. not yeah. Twice but it's still, nah, man. We're not satisfied the until we until we do this. Let them waste the fucking time. Let them like be this constant, and I mean up. constant, like sort of just fucking entertainment. Like, someone, someone like is it entertainment though, Paco? It's because, it's, like, it's it's no, because like, some, someone now like Logan Paul coming out and saying it. A popular as, YouTuber as more makes it a slightly more dangerous idea. How right? There are many, many things in the world where believing in the bullshit of them is a dangerous thing. The shape of the planet is not one of them. No, but it does not affect yeah, your but day-to-day that, life that's, at all. That's surely a gateway drug into everything else. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, so, so once you once you start believing that, is you start believing things like Pizzagate. Was Pizzagate? <laughs> Pizzagate, right? <laughs> Have you heard of the? Uh, the right wing conspiracy theory group called QAnon. And like Anon, is that not like, uh, is it it's part of anonymous kind of thing? Right, no, not... QAnon. I don't know. As in Q anon. No. No. Okay. Well they're kind of one of the kind of big troll sites as well. But they have a theory that um Doug Mice says I need to get this correct because it's so fucking stupid. Right. Right. But the point being though is like when it comes down to the flat earth conspiracy stuff is really just a fucking roundabout way this is the second I've had this conversation in two days by the way uh, but yeah it's, it's just a roundabout way of uh, trying to prove that Christianity is real because that's where it all stems from well, that's, that's what it is but like, no one fucking cares well from yeah like again well, in this country I suppose I, I will watch the whole thing again but in the 15 or whatever minutes I've seen of it the first guy was on a total ego trip, and it didn't sound like it was a religious thing. It sounded like this guy has what I think uh, a lot of them don't even realize that. That's no, what it is. I hear you right, but there's a there is a guy in it 
like the second guy you meet, he is very much it's a religious thing. Whereas the first guy is more interested in his own celebrity, and the fact is that the guy who built the rocket. I don't know if I, I can't remember. I said man, I only watched a wee bit of it. All I know is that this guy, when he was describing the flat Earth and what it looks like, is unlike right. So there's a giant turtle under it as well because you're describing this world, and it's no, and you can see that this guy is a sci-fi but geek. He is all that shit. And I'm like, I mean, how how the Discworld thing in itself is taking the piss out of. Uh, the book of Genesis from the Bible. That's the whole point. That's where all this comes from. It's like when the the what the fuck is it called, man? The celestial sphere, the celestial spheres, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like the idea that we're on like a flat plane and there's like loads of snow globes <coughs> surrounding us, and that's how like the stars move in certain ways and all that shit. It's ridiculous, and it is just a new way of people try to say that you know, oh, we've been lied to. Like the Earth is a, a big sphere. Like if it's actually the way it's described in the Bible, that means the Bible's true. That's all yeah. this is. Yeah, but see, when you're saying about like Logan Paul <laughs> and that, it's more because he is a popular YouTuber and has made money off it, and you do get folk that believe in the kind of cult of that celebrity and what they say. So, and you know, that's where I think when you talk about the dangers well, of it, fuck it, man. Like he's gonna head off in some fucking stupid expedition. expedition to fucking God knows where, man. Like, it's... Let's just watch the it Antarctica. unwind. Let's just watch it unwind and laugh. Mm. Like, uh, hopefully he'll get in a lot of trouble. Like, uh, I thought you would say, hopefully he will freeze. <laughs> That'll be the... That's what I mean by uh, a lot of trouble. Okay, a lot okay, of trouble. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay, pizza gate. Uh, and this is coming from Wikipedia. I wanted to get it correct. In the fall of 2016... Hold the on, pe- hold on. Did you see... This is coming from Wikipedia. I, I want to get it correct. Yeah, okay. Like Wikipedia is a reputable news source. <laughs> no, but this is an actual... We're off to a good start, people. This is an actual thing. That right. I've seen the news reports on it. In the fall of 2016, the personal email account of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, was hacked in a spear phishing attack and his emails were subsequently made public by Wikileaks. Proponents of the Pizzagate conspiracy theory falsely claimed that the emails contained coded messages referring to human trafficking and connecting several U.S. restaurants and high-ranking officials to the Democratic Party with an alleged sex, uh, child sex ring involving the restaurant and pizzeria Comet Ping Pong, located in Washington D.C. Okay, that is Pizzagate. That's less interesting than I had hoped. Like I thought it was something to do with actual pizza, not just. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I was. Yeah, you're. I'm a bit disappointed. I thought it was going to be like, oh, they're, they're making the pizza square now because fucking yeah. it realigned your chakras or some shit. Well, oh, that's a better pizza gate. Right. <laughs> it realigned your chakras. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I haven't been up to much this is week. It, it, do you guys have you have you done anything cool? No, I just worked and uh, chilled, bit and that was it. Really, I've not do really done guys, anything. Do you guys believe any conspiracy theories, or are you taken in by any particular type of woo? Uh, Define woo, like yeah. a, like the idea that John Woo, you can get <laughs> health benefits from crystals or no, that that is or, entirely bullshit. No. Is there any kind of thing like that though? That's on the periphery of that sort of thing, where like you just kind of take it in by it. Is there anything that, even if there's like a flat no to all those things, which is the correct answer, <laughs> like is there any that you kind of wish was true or just? I remember I'm thinking like 
like when I was a kid and I watched the X Files, I was very much Mulder. See, as an adult, I'm absolutely scully. I'm completely skeptic towards ginger. any. Well, I wish. Yeah, but you wish you were ginger. I could roll. Try it for a wee while. See how it goes. We'll try it then. Get nah. it a ball. No, no. So you don't want to be ginger then? So I, you've I just told the listeners lies. I don't want to be a natural. Apologize. A natural ginger wouldn't apologize. be too bad, but I'm fine with that. I'm I'm fine with what I got. But it's that way. Like I, yeah, I know. Like fucking Reiki. Um, right, crystals. See, my my insert auntie, up. right, my auntie, she does the reiki. She mm. does the she reiki. does the reiki, right? Um, and sounds like a dance. <laughs> she does the reiki. Re- reiki and be the one where people essentially just hold their hands really close to you, and it's like they're sending you positive vibes yeah. and energy. And I've had it done on my leg, and while it's a very relaxing experience, yeah. how old were you when that happened? It's really not long. But it's uh, not like when he says he's had done his leg, it's not like he's saying that it works. He's no, I was just wondering. I just I thought you and might be like, if she might be like, can I do that to you? Like, nah, you're all right. No, well, I'll give him most things a go, just for the shits and giggles of it. And that is just a relaxing experience. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't work as any form of a medicine. It's nonsense. Like, and at least so far as it doesn't work beyond the placebo effect. Yeah. And like just the general comfort of the power of suggestion, yeah, yeah. And, and like which, the, the which, comfort... not, which I suppose is not something to be discounted to a certain degree. No. Like, uh, uh, most people, I would imagine, most same people or normal people kind of like being touched as well. So even just that, like just the fact that you know, there's like a sense of connection in mm. some form of way with another person, mm. uh, not sexual, Neil. I know I, I, I wasn't thinking that mm. at all. Um, I was thinking very kind of. I was thinking of that scene in I Heart Huckabees where they're talking about the end of the Jason Schwartzman's nose and he kind of drags it off and everything becomes kind of pixelated. And oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody talks about how everything's actually just all connected. There's also a really good uh, song by, I think, the, I think the band are called The Sound of Science called We're All Connected and it's like essentially they're just taking uh, interviews of like loads of different prominent scientists auto-tuned them and put a beat behind them sounds very good uh, it is really good like so that one's called We're All Connected it is absolutely fucking brilliant get it listened to mm. uh, how's your week new been new uh, it's been up and down um, done a bit of work uh, I was ill for a couple of days uh, picked up a wee bug Oh, it was, was kind of rotten. Just uh, like the cold, or no? It was more uh, end to end kind of thing. Okay, okay, <laughs> yep, get it. Graphic, thank yep. you. <laughs> you all have that image now. Um, played a lot of the division two. Played a lot more of it than I expected to. Yeah. Um, it's all right. Been kind of enjoying it. The numbers are going up. Starting to start to feel the benefit of the numbers going up. Um, been playing. Did you make yourself a man or a woman? <laughs> and is that normal for whenever you get like uh, character creation stuff? Like, what's your go-to thing? Do you make yourself, <laughs> or do you? I I made a purple-haired, a nice kind of bob into bony tail. I'm, uh, I'm hearing Laura Dern from Last Jedi. I don't know about you, Tom. No, mm. no, not Laura Dern from Last Jedi, no. I'm a bit of kind of rough around the edges. Okay. Um, yes, I made myself a woman. 
And yeah, I love how you say that like with some sense of shame, like you shouldn't have done. Like, I think yeah, is it like I start where like most guys? When yeah, no. See, any time there's a character creation, I will more often than not make myself a woman. Yeah, like you, you hear like loads of different. What about like, Red Dead? Well, you online. can't. I've done the online on that. Mm. But, you, but you I do believe I am a woman in that as well, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is it because, like, there are so many games with male protagonists that it feels like a novelty to play as a woman? So, given the choice, you're now doing that. Or is it because if you're going to be spending all this time looking at a character model, you want to look at a nice ass? No, than... no, it is not that. Um, or is it you know, because this, this is weird because I was trying about this for the week because uh, I've been playing Division why do I always make myself a woman and I think it's often I have found in a lot of films and literature and like comics and stuff like that uh, I've always enjoyed the kind of the female hero role okay the, um and you don't get a lot of that in video games when faced with the the choice. Yeah. It seems a more interesting choice to make. Also find quite often in games where there's like branching dialogue and stuff, uh the female choices are quite are often better. Yeah. They're more well written. See actually like there's like loads and loads of conversations these days about feminism in movies and stuff like that. And a like games generally tend to be seen as like something that's like amazingly chauvinistic and stuff because of like the designs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when you think of like most movies, they always kind of do that thing where women are either mothers or lovers, and like mm-hmm. a lot of times they are just there so they can die to move a plot along. But like video games are actually pretty good for like having so many women characters yeah. that are just you know they're women, but they're not like. A mother, they're yeah. not like someone's spouse, they're not just there as a love interest, they're not there as a gimmick. Well, I've, I've also been playing uh, Spider Man uh, <laughs> in the PS4 game, and that has a lot of quite good female characters, mm. quite well written ones as well, who aren't just there to be supporting yeah. roles. Spider Man, the cartoon's pretty good for that as well. Mm. There's loads of times where uh, he really does just have like platonic friendships with. Anyone, it doesn't really matter who it, it is. It, it could be argued as a character that Spider-Man is defined by the women in his life, yeah. because brought up by Anne on her own, yeah. uh, Gwen Stacy before that, yeah. how the death of Gwen Stacy spoilers, it's a fucking ancient book, uh, then affects and how another woman kind of brings him out of that funk. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Mm. Um, have you read many graphic novels this week? Did you get Akira? Uh, I've read the Akira. first the first few volumes of Akira. Mm. Uh, it really is different from the film. There's mm. a lot of stuff there, which I can understand why the film is what it is in terms of the adaptation, because I think most of the film seems to happen within the first maybe one and a half books. Mm. Um, just for kind of narrative sense it does make sense for the film to do it that way mm. otherwise it would have been a whole thing because the way it veers off mm. uh, is really interesting yeah. um, but it would flesh it out at a vast level mm. yeah. which probably would have made the budget extraordinary 
Oh, no doubt. Well, yeah. from what I've been told, especially what you're describing there, I was like, I didn't realise it was so, like, it, one, it, in, one and a half, did you say, into it? And then that's, yeah, it, uh, it's worth reading. I'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the art in it's amazing. It's uh, is, is Katsuhiro it, Otomo. Is that a proper manga? Yeah. So it's like you start reading it from the back? No, it's, uh, it's a... Uh, a westernised... It's a westernised right. graphic novel, but... Uh, I can well, never. I can why never is that? that? Because like the Japanese don't write left to right like we do. They write from the right down the page, mm. ah, right. start, like in, mm. in columns. Mm. Uh, yeah. So like, if you're like reading a, a manga, like you're like you don't even realize it, mm. being that every comic book you've ever read has been a Western comic book. Mm. But like, there's a flow to it that you just understand at a subconscious yeah. level. And mm. when you try to read a manga, like you have to train yourself not to just keep trying to look for that because yeah. like, mm. it, it's really difficult to read one. Uh, did you... See, that, that, that flow is really well because there's a lot of kind of more splash page mm. kind of stuff on it, a lot of big panels. Mm. Um, did you... Like Danny sent me a... A wee meme I thought was quite interesting, and it's from um, Blade Runner twenty sixteen, uh, twenty twenty forty nine. Did you see it? Is it the movie details one? No, no, it's the one where um, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, how uh, you find out who a replicant is is you get them yeah. look up on the left, yeah, and then the first thing you read is it's replicant, replicant, and, and it's in the top left of the screen. I yeah. thought it was really cool. That's like there's a. Do you ever use Reddit? No, a. There's a subreddit called Movie Details. I think I spoke to you about this before. Yeah, that's probably where Danny like, found it. Yeah, it is. That was on the popular page a couple of days ago. Uh, uh, it was really cool, though. Yeah. Um, just when you said about graphic novels, Neil, I've almost finished uh, Dangerous Habits. The only thing I, I wish is I, I would really like a reworking of the art of that book because I really the, love the story. I think the newer versions of the of the trade paperback mm. just... Uh, that collection in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the difference? A trade paperback is a collection of single issues that have already been printed. Yeah. A graphic novel is one complete story from start to finish. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but you're saying the art's better than that one. I think, I think the art's been kind of touched up, so yeah. it's not quite as grimy. Mm. I mean, it can look grimy, but it's very just, it's of its time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very much art of that kind of late eight, uh, early, kind of early, early mid yeah. to late 80s scene. Yeah. Um, I shite. Well, I don't know, because when you look at American comic books of the same era, there's a lot of shite going on there as well. Mm. Um, What's the, what, in your opinion, <laughs> what is like the worst era of like kind of artistic oh, design because like see I, I want I want to say the 90s yeah. but I also that is when I get into comics and I fucking love 90s comics like, because it, they're so ridiculous like the artwork in them like everything is like so fucking rounded yeah and just, like, and shiny yeah. and everything's got a hundred million yeah. pockets on it mm. and it's all scratch lane yeah fuck it I, I love that stuff like rounded not even in the way that you get like a like Steven Universe and stuff like that now, where it's like yeah, all cutesy rounded. It's very like the, the sharp rounded, yeah. Everything's got, such, every, a, such a weird thing to say, but you, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Every, right. Everything's got a metallic yeah. overlay on yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything's super embossed. Yeah, fucking that stuff's amazing to me. Just because mm. there's a really good um, video podcast series on YouTube that I watch. Uh, it's done by Ed Piscor, who does uh, Hip Hop Family Tree and currently the X Men Grand Design series for Marvel. Uh, and Jim Rugg, who 
does the Plain Janes, which was originally by out by DC, and it's just them going through old issues of Wizard magazine from the nineties, uh, from number one the whole way through, um, and it kind of follows obviously the comics industry at that time, so you get the stories, but just the sheer nostalgia value of when they bring out the actual issues, and you're sitting there going, "I bought that, I bought yeah. that." I remember seeing that. That <clears throat> shit is crazy. Hmm. Rob Liefeld kept dropping. So, like, <laughs> you didn't get the comics until the 90s, which means Pro- you were already like about 15, 16. Pro- <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I was 10 years old in 1990, I think. What would that have been? I would have been seven. Okay. I, I kind of got into comics. Um, that was when I properly started collecting, was 1990. But I, I had bought comics every so often through the years. Do you remember what got you into them? I like shit. I like pictures okay. of robots hitting other robots. Because the first color of it got up was a Transformers comic. Right, right. Transformers mm. comic and the G.I. Joe comic. Mm. How's your week been packed? Hey, busy. Week really mm. busy. Papers. This is papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kind of a lot of work and like that kind of gym course thing earlier in the week. I was at a gym again today. Like a... Mm. I worked my day off as well, uh, which was just a fucking huge mistake. Mm. Um, did I go hiking at the weekend? I don't know. Played a lot of video games. No, no you didn't. Mm. You get fished on Saturday. So yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah, that absolutely happened. Yeah. So also, maybe why I can't really remember it. So, like, I've lost the ability to fucking drink more than three pints without just being fucking hammered now, man. To be fair, you were at the pub, like, most of the day with... Yeah, past. I mean that particular day, like I maybe had like seven or eight. A uh, but the past couple of times where I've been out drinking, it has been like after three. I'm like, <laughs> just odd. Um, old age packers, what that is. Quite possible. I mean, I, and the fact I just don't really drink that often anymore, man. Like, I, yeah, I think when the hangovers start getting like more than a day long, it just doesn't doesn't yeah, seem exactly appeal. worth it. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've done a lot more, but uh, I've got, like right now nothing is coming to mind at all. What have um, you been playing? You playing Division, aren't you? Playing Division Two, mm. not as enamoured with it. Um, playing a lot of Apex Legends, uh, and other stuff. I watched the first episode of Love Death Robots. I watched the first two of those. Mm. Um, mm. That is so far the best use of my 4K HDR TV that yeah. I have seen. Yeah. Uh, the colours and animation on it are absolutely outstanding. Wait till you see episode 2. Yeah. So it's, it's like an it's anthology thing. Like delightful. Every single one of these things is like a completely different story. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not like one leads on for the no, next. No. And uh, that first episode was only about 15, 20 uh, minutes. They're all long. about 15, 12 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, cool concept in this one. Like, um, obviously I'm not going to waste it, but like mm. it's essentially like a it's kind of based on like a kind of illegal underground fighting circuit where it's like two it's kaiju blood sport. It, yeah it's like two <laughs> two kaiju fighting each other um, with like a, a wee kind of human story thrown in there alright um, like Lee was saying she watched it I was like ah oh, that sounds good it's really hard to say anything about that first episode more than that without just completely fucking ruining it <laughs> just just watch them for yeah. all the time that they take you you either like it or you don't yeah, yeah. The, the animation on the last event found to be particularly fucking mm. great. The design of those creatures was excellent as well, man. Mm. Really good. Again, we'd like to see season, season five, two. Yeah. It's about robots. 
Mm. Big robots, Neil looks happy and excited. Mm. Did, did you finish? Is Star Trek Discovery finished? Or no, it's coming going? out. It's week by week. It's coming out. Yeah, but how many episodes are? I don't know. I want to see maybe it's on episode seven or something at this point. Oh, really? I, I hear two major cast members are leaving before the end of the season. Really? Oh, leaving yeah. or dying? Mm-hmm. Because well, this, this, uh, I, I don't watch it. All I saw was people were leaving. Um, I thought as you were going to start as watching as the actors were leaving. Right. It's good, which I never ever in my fucking life thought I was going to see. I, I hate like I mean, do you remember how much I hated it? Like, yeah, yeah. I spent like the first half of season one, like watching it and moaning about it constantly, and like every single episode, I was like, I should not watch this because I fucking cannot stand it. Like, I hate everybody in it. Like, every character is terrible. The writing's terrible. Like, the whole thing is like one of my massive pet peeves right now. Like, I'm all for diversity, but this is like feels so much like monetizing completely fucking serious issues in a way that's not handled with the same level of care that they actually deserve and like this is really sense of my afternoon really bad for that <laughs> and I, I can remember like they went and like the America do that thing where after a while they do like a mid-season break yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like after that mid-season break season one became bearable like it had interesting stories but it still wasn't Star Trek it still wasn't good it still had nothing to do with morality and learning life lessons at all it was just hairdos fucking an attitude and that's all it was but like season two, literally every single episode has been good. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've all been morally complex. They've toned down every single annoying character's annoying trait. So like the dude that Spacey uh, fiddled as a Wayne or exposed himself to Anthony Rapp, um, like he is like just mega abrasive in season one and just like really hard to watch because he's just mega unlikable. So like they've toned him down. Like he's still kind of curt, but he's no longer just fucking toxic in every scene that he's in. They can't okay. really be that good if you can only remember them as that guy Spacey Fiddle. <laughs> well, I said Anthony Rapp. That was for comedic effect, Tom. Right, but what's, the, making, what's, what's the character's name? What's the character's name? Uh, Stamos. There you go. So, and then like that annoying girl, uh, Tilly, Tilly, who yeah. is there purely because they're trying to also promote a uh, fat acceptance um, like, <laughs> that's it is that's actually that is that the right <laughs> fat acceptance is that not what it's called is it no, body bo- body positivity body positivity fat uh, acceptance <laughs> oh Jesus yeah my views and opinions of my friends going on years I like again this is all stuff like to hear myself say it like I you could easily imagine this sort of stuff coming out a YouTube video of somebody going forced diversity boycott. It's not blah. really the opinion of Francisco that, Rodriguez. It's the careful vocabulary <laughs> <laughs> or the, the chosen vocabulary or chosen thing of that particular. I mean, like I, I do consider myself, in case it hasn't been obvious in previous episodes, because I realise I do come out with some stuff that is like borderline mental. Well, okay, I do consider myself left-wing, I do consider myself progressive, I consider myself liberal. Uh, that said, I can completely understand why people who don't associate with my kind of line of thinking would fucking hate this and everything about it. Do you it regret so saying close. fat acceptance? No, not at all. Because <laughs> like, when it comes to like left-wing kind of views and stuff, though, like that whole uh, body positivity or whatever you called it kind of thing like I don't know if I agree with it because it is at the end of the day like a really unhealthy way to be like you don't go to the doctor and they tell you to lose weight because they don't like the way you look because of the male gaze it's because 
you're putting strain on all your fucking organs and joints and there's fat everywhere and you're likely to die at a young age and you know you're just going to be generally miserable and kind of a bigger drain on the fucking health system of whatever country you happen to live in surely in the liberal utopia though where everyone would be free to be whoever they want to be if somebody chooses to be unhealthy that's their choice absolutely man like uh, but I mean you could argue it's their, like, it's their choice but like I don't think it should be encouraged or normalised like a uh, uh, that's not to say uh, that's okay. not to say that people should be like hey fatty go on a diet like a just you know it should never be this sort of thing that's encouraged you should never be like it's fine to stay morbidly obese it's fine to have to have a mobility scooter at the age of 30 <laughs> to get to the shops you know I don't agree with that no, I, 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 I kind of hear what you're saying. Like, yeah. when you see, like, you know... They should never be ridiculed. No. But it's, I know what you mean. It's like, you know, I'm going to feed my kids McDonald's yeah. and Coca-Cola. Exactly. And like, let's right. have McDonald's for every All the meal. time, yeah. Like, that's fucked. I mean, at the end of the day, Neil, you're right. I don't give a shit. Like, uh, but, you know, if you're going to, like, have that frame of mind that everyone's free to kind of, you know, be what the person they want to be, then they shouldn't really also then place limitations on your ability to like have a discussion around it as well or would you say the problem is at an educational level possibly i mean a lot of problems are in there like uh, this is like a way more topical show this week than a mm. is this is this what happens when there's like no good movies out is this is this what we become i don't know i've watched some good films this week what have you watched? I'm just know? expecting you. You should be wearing like a Gold's Gym t-shirt or something like that. Just really. Like, you should work out. You should work out and not be a fucking slob. Do you think Gina I... comes home because what is it? What's the quote? Oh fucking uh, no! It's her name's not Gina. It's the, Gina. It's not uh, like Starla. Starla comes home. And... Starla comes home because uh, Peter Pan here. Forget, Forget about, about it. it. <laughs> it's like somebody will like. Roundhouse kicks somebody in the face wearing his American flag pants. Uh, Rex Quando. Rex Quando. Do you think Snap I Snap the wrist, walk away. Aye. Do you think I get action from Starla here because I look like Peter Pan Peter here? Peter Pan here. Forget about Forget it. Forget about it. He points, is it Kip or Kip, Napoleon? Kip. <laughs> Kip's opening move to him is That's amazing. So good. He tries to leg sweep him. Aye, he doesn't go for like a conventional punch or lean into it. He goes for a fucking like Street and Fighter Red's Re- leg Rex sweep. A Ryu him. leg sweep. Aye. And he just, Rex just cuffs him in the back of the head. Aye. Jeez. <laughs> what do you call him now? Eh? Do you go Ryu? No, he, he does almost like a leg sweep like Ryu would in uh, Street Fighter. Ryu oh. or Ru? Question. I would say Ryu. Ryu? Mm-hmm. I'd say Ryu. Who okay, see the guy that controls um lightning and thunder in Mortal Kombat, what's his name? Raiden. See, I would say Raiden. But Neo is saying Raiden because not only is it the proper Japanese pronunciation, but because he's a Metal Gear Solid 2 fan. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day It's Raiden. Uh, Raiden is a Western character made by a Western studio in yeah. America. So yeah. you know, they're wrong and they've spread their ignorance onto you, Tommy, so mm. you know. All right, okay. Typical American. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would say Ryu. Not with that. I said Ryu growing up, but I, I heard enough Japanese people say Ryu that. Okay. So, Tommy, have you eaten any good sweeties this week? No. Nope. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I have not ate any good sweeties uh, at all this week. I've not had any sweeties this week. I had uh, 
get you. And a fucking, <laughs> oh, what was it called? It was like, I had my first Nutri-Cream bar, which was kind of nice. They're all right. They yeah, were fine. Uh, were fine. I, had, I had a strawberry one the day for the first time, and it just felt like jam on toast. I mean, that's essentially mm, what it is. Yeah, it was fine. But apple no. ones are quite nice. I, I had think, an apple one because uh, I, I had a strawberry one and an apple one after it. I mean, they're obviously marketed as being like a healthy snack. They're not. They're not. They're not. No, they're like 150 cows or something in it. It's a breakfast. It's You could mark it as an it's a breakfast bar as in it yeah. gives you a bit of energy and wakes you up. But no, that's, it's, what, that's what it's for. Yeah, a, but it is not healthy. Over in the petrol station, they've got like a, like a, I forget what type of chocolate it is, but it's like a little, it's essentially like a seasonal thing. It's like a Christmas star with like snowflakes and stuff on it. I forget the brand, but right now it's 75 pence for one or five for a pound in the right of the till. Because, like, obviously, they're like they're Christmas ones, so they're trying to get rid of them. Yeah, I know. Like, but... They've not reduced the, like, the base amount of them, right. but they're just trying to get rid of them in yeah. a, a deal. So, like, when I was over, because this is now, yeah, they're really good, man. <laughs> like, hey, I ended up, I, I was like at the till and total impulse bought one today mm. when I was coming back from work, and the guy was like, do you know it's five for a pound? I was like, no, if I buy five, I'll eat five. I just want the one. He went, it's 75 pence for one. I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And I took the five. <laughs> like, yeah. And I went, I'm only taking two of these. You're having the rest. And I pushed the three over to the guy who made the till. He looked mega happy with that. So, But yeah, five for a pound, and they're really good. Mm. I think they might be lint. Oh, You've only had I one, though. Like I had two. All right. I do, like do you miss those three? Yeah. Oh. After eating the first one, I was kind of like, I could have ate. Those, well, which is my problem, Neil. Yeah, you enabler gave him chewy sweets, <laughs> and he still got those chocolate. Bear yeah, things. man. You know, I've spent like the last half hour thinking about him constantly because I, I do have a problem. <laughs> I think you're all yeah, right. You've lost. I think you've lost five stone in like X amount of months. I'm pretty sure you can have some chocolate every now and then. It's fine. But it's not just every now and again. <laughs> yeah, not only that, you work you in your profession, you walk everywhere, so you like do what, twenty thousand plus that? steps? I've seen postman right cut about my gaff. They get a guy, drives a van, He's dump, got- dumps two of them at the end of the street, they walk up half the street, then the van joins them again, they get out, they have a wee well, they have a wee sit in the van for five minutes. Then you go out, do the next half of the street, and the van fucks off for the minute again. I've, 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 I've seen his pedometer, man. And, and then in that half of the street, how many courses are they going into? How many sets of three flights of stairs are they doing? And what are you doing with your day, Neil? One, two, but several though and then on top of that that's one street they've probably got about 20 to do not only that it's not like they're just walking about they're carrying a big heavy bag of by, by the point where I've done my first duty of the day I've claimed 118 flights of stairs how many mumbles is that in a week <laughs> there used to be like a thing come on in... some quick maths here quick oh maths. my god <laughs> there used to be like a thing in the one of the, the health centres I went to where like I had to go up a flight of stairs to deliver the mail to them and on the, the wall we had things it's like if you reach this point in the stairs every day then that's the equivalent of claiming a Monroe and then like it's when you get to the top of the line it's like have you done this it's equivalent of three Monroes a year mm. kind of thing uh, and I forget what height that was but, like, that was essentially yeah. like two flights of stairs so like mm. multiply that by a hundred and no divide hundred and eighteen by two and then that's, I don't know. Fucking who cares? Okay. Um, I remember I was like having trouble with my um, my bus ticket. Yeah. So I eventually managed to get a wallet. This is a movie podcast, by the way, just in case yeah. you're wondering if this is your yeah. first. Yeah. Your first Rattlesnake. Yeah. Um, you cause it a bad week. 
Yeah, one of the guys at work was like, "Yeah, they do this kind of fun podcast where they talk sometimes talk about movies, but mainly about their childhood and sweets they like." That's exactly. I was yeah. like, That's fine. I, I mean, I record. think like you know, you get like <laughs> childhood and sweets. They like. You know, how you get like a like thanks, Chris. The Drake's equation and all that sort of stuff. It's like all the kind of physics based equations and stuff. There should be like one for podcasts where like. The, the kind of longer it goes on the more it is just about you yeah, know stuff. nostalgia and mm. yeah yeah but this but like so I finally got a wallet for it and because one of the bus drivers was like eh, this is you can't use this without a wallet without an, it needs to be in a wallet because this could be a thing it could be a it could be like you know a photocopy and all that and I'm like holy shit man it's like this this mega battle I've been going on with so you need you need a wallet and your ticket, that is, the ticket by itself is not valid, even though First Bus haven't been delivering a lot of wallets out to yeah. to certain places. So, when I said this, Let's I said... Let's get hats on, Tom. Do you think that is because they are trying to push you towards using the app? Um, no, um, but what I will say is this, though. See if you can't, see if there's not... Follow the money, Tommy. Sorry. See, see if there's not wallets, if the, if the company are not providing wallets to... Retail stands and outlets where they sell this product. How is that my fault, and how is that not their problem? You've had like a lot of trouble with this because like it was the, just just, the just ticket, this one thing. The this you got one as well, month. Like, didn't have an expiry date on it; like it was ripped in half. Aye, and then that could put in a wallet, and a guy had a problem with that, and then I was like, right, fair enough. But I have a receipt, and then I went back and got that, and they couldn't get a replacement. Like I got like the the traditional one, but they didn't have proper wallets. And then three outlets I went to says, no, that we've stopped getting wallets, but you still do the tickets, yeah, but we can't put them in the wallet. And I was like, shit. So the guy stapled it to the old one, and he's like, but fair enough. And then a guy called me on it and said that basically it wasn't their company's fault that they hadn't delivered wallets out to the retail outlets where they offer this service. This is the most pedestrian conversation I think. But, yeah. what, but that's all I'm saying is, if you yeah. if you if you have to if you if you have to have I apologize that apologize on behalf of everyone at Raptors in the Kitchen for this completely first world problem ass episode. Yeah. It's twenty nineteen. Just use the fucking app. No, Paco, it works perfectly. I use it every day. Paco's, you said you, you, were, you didn't have a lot of confidence in it. Problems with, like I've, I mean, it's been a while since I heard about them and stuff. But there was like loads of people talking about how they would buy their ticket on it, and then when they went to use it. That what didn't register a ticket having been bought, so like they just couldn't get on the bus, and then like other things where again the drivers all know about it now, but uh, back when they first introduced it, some drivers were refusing to accept it, like because they didn't understand that it was a valid way. Yeah, from their it. company, yeah. which they should have known exactly. about. Exactly, and then on top of that, what are you going to do if your fucking phone dies or you lose it? Exactly, but you remember, remember uh, that's a first world problem. That is a first world problem, exactly. but it's the same. But you remember, we, but we, you also know what the batteries are like in fucking modern phones. Yeah, man. Like, but remember we had a similar problem when we were going on holiday. Danny was saying you had to get a ticket within a certain amount of time yeah, on his yeah, phone, was, or it wasn't valid. There was a ticket, a five person ticket to the they, airport because because that ticket was for a specific day. Mm. Um, as soon as you activate it, you've got a half time, an hour to get a time the bus on that bus. Yeah. Because mm. it was a return ticket, all right. So Danny didn't know that. But mm. also, that's ridiculous. That it's like it gives you a half hour time limit to get on the bus after you activate it. Like, why isn't it just active for that? Day? It would. It would only be cooler if it had Dennis Hopper saying, like, "This ticket is valid for this bus." Once it goes over there, the ticket is armed, and once it's on, the ticket is gone. But you couldn't have that now because unfortunately, Dennis Hopper is not with us anymore. Speaking of Dennis Hopper, let's talk about films now. Okay, what's your favourite Dennis Hopper film? 
oh holy shit man uh, speeds up there blue velvet's up there uh, I'm one of these folk that I th- I get why Land Easy of the, Rider Land of the Dead. I get why Easy Rider <laughs> is important but I um, thought it was alright I think uh, that I, odd, I don't particularly like Easy Rider. I do, which is the bit that I think weird because everything about that film. No, I can like, see why you like totally it. Totally fucking resonates with. No, like it sounds like on paper, I think Easy Rider sounds like the sort of film that I would just detest because it is so slow and meaningless, like kind of. But it's full you know, of music just, and just folk taking yeah, in, like you know, the sights, and yeah, being hippies. I guess. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Probably, I do like Speed. I like Blue Velvet. Um, I haven't seen that. Super Mario Brothers movie. No, that is a good, a good show. Uh, there's one I think he did in the seventies with Werner Herzog, and it was remade. I can't fucking think what it was. I think Jack Nicholson did the remake. Was anyway. he ever? I mean, other than Easy Rider, was he ever not a villain? Uh, he's been a range of things. Yeah, I he's could... never really a hero kind of character. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh God. Try to think of him when he's not been a villain. All I can think about just now is Speed and Blue Velvet, which is is really kind of shit because the man has been around for ages. Apocalypse now, he's not a villain. Season one of twenty four, he is. He's the villain. Yeah, Victor Dresden. He's the worst actor. How can you remember his name? Like, how can can you not? Season one of twenty four was like fucking twenty years ago. Who was his partner? Was it Ida Gaines? Ida Gaines. See how do you know that? that? That's ridiculous. And I remember the best villain of twenty four was Habib Marwan, aka Arnold Forslow. Totally was, yeah. Yeah. But you've asked me who. Well, I I know James Cromwell is Jack's dad, but I can't mind his name. Or his crappy wee brother in it either. That's season six. That is season six. But I don't think I've seen season six. How many presidents can you name from twenty four? I can oh, name oh, t- no three. Man, three. David Palmer. <laughs> That's which right. is from season one. That's right. A his brother. His yeah, I don't Wayne. Know Wayne Palmer. <laughs> yeah, you're right enough. And Chuck Logan. Aye, uh, <laughs> Chuck Logan, and then a. Uh, did the woman did she not become like a there's a there is like, a female president no I don't mean the the white woman that became the president in like season 7 when Bill Buchanan uh, sacrificed oh. himself to save her uh, Bill Buchanan the, the one that's like she that was, was always a, a bit one. dodgy wasn't he was it Palmer's wife aye did she become president at one point no, no but she was she was in a she was either I think she was in a conspiracy yeah, like she, everyone she, she, else she, in 24. She was in on a conspiracy. The most mundane thing you can say about a character in 24. Was she, was, she not, was she not one of the baddies in 2? I think uh, she may have became like a baddie in one of them, aren't you right? Yeah. She won't, no, she definitely was a baddie in one of them. Aye. Who, who was like the most harrowing death in a 24? George Mason. Oh, yeah, George Mason. Mason? Yeah. George Mason. So? Well, Bill Buchanan's was pretty fucking harrowing, but about, George Mason's uh, was something else. Fate. I want to say Ryan Clements, but that's a guy who works for PlayStation. Ryan Chappelle. Ryan Chappelle, that's the one about his. <laughs> Do you remember when people, He begged for his life. Remember when people used to like you paint pictures? Yeah. I did have a picture of the Ryan Chappelle getting done. <laughs> yeah. That bit was great. Uh, uh, Sean Astin's death was pretty bad as well. Yeah, yeah. Every, that was the thing, though. There would always be an asshole member of uh, yeah, like head Edgar. of C- Edgar head was of, a massive fucking clown. Aye, head of CTU or whatever. Uh, they they become good and get a lovely death. Did that guy that kept saying assassin? Did he die? Assassin. Oh, the guy from Heat. Assassin. <laughs> no, uh, he's also Bubba uh, Bubba from uh, Forrest Gump. You're fucking joking. That's Bubba from Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. No way. I know. Mind that guy who took the Mind that guy. Let's just change, change the name uh, of the podcast to Mind That Guy. <laughs> that could be the side podcast. Mind that guy in that mind film. Mind that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
fucking hell are we talking about? <laughs> Dennis no, Hopper. No, no right, let's, right, uh, wait, what film, right, what did you watch? Just quickly back to 24, just slightly. Right. Is, in, the current mod, in the current climate of the world, is 24 now quite problematic in, in its depiction of imper- American imperialism? Maybe, aye. I don't and know. kind of... Like kind see, of xenophobia to a degree. See, the, the thing is, though, is like the show was always quite a kind of Republican kind of leaning thing, yeah. wasn't it? It was always. Aye, like it was of, always at the time the villain was probably but, a Muslim. Well, no, the the villains were all over the place yeah, at the time. Aye. But it was it's more just that, like it was very it, it much was very post nine. It was very much aye. a fuck your your human rights. We've got lives to save. It was like well, it's, that's, it's that yeah. that's that, what Jack's thing always was. He yeah, always crossed the line with that's, torture. Like when Republicans think of themselves, yeah. like they don't think of themselves as being complete fucking monsters like they are. No, they, they think of themselves heroes. Aye, they think aye. of themselves as being like people who just get shit done. Aye. Aye. And the Bruce Willis uh, death witch. Has a really big no, I I remember seeing like a lot of the backlash that was mm-hmm. like like a, not so much on a Republican agenda, but it was very much and a right gun kind of right wing power. Yeah, shy I um, was it not like did why know, I watch it? Did they not want Donald Sutherland to be his dad in twenty four, but he refused because he disagreed with the whole show and political grounds? Um, I don't know, but that uh, wouldn't yeah, surprise me. Sure, that was uh, a thing. I don't know. Yeah, that. I don't. Um, but at the same time. He would have been as much as I love James Cromwell. Donald Sutherland is good whenever he's a villain. Yeah, like he's good in the Hunger Games. He's good in the movie Outbreak that not a lot of folk talk about. But the should. monkey. That film's great. Outbreak is a great film. Yeah, that's uh, one of Wolfgang uh, Pearson's uh, finest uh, efforts. Outbreak is a great film. Mm-hmm. He was even good in the Hunger Games. That's what I said. I he was, he was a really good was like Snow was that his name? Yeah, I think so. He was like the ty- the, the, no. the the tyrannical <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> He was the he was the head hot show the head villain. The capo to the capo. There you go. Um, but yeah. Uh, to answer your, probably Neil. Uh, to answer your question, um, I also remember Balnave never really liked him watching Twenty Four. Yeah, Balnave doesn't like his political. I, I remember he. Flat. I remember him saying to me, "You can keep your crypto fascist bollocks." I says. What does that mean? Does anyway? that mean? And he goes, and, I don't know, but it the, sounds cool to say it. And, and now in 2019, you fully understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like, there's still, like, although, like, the, the kind of general climate of the world just now is, like, a really kind of bad way, a bad state of affairs, like, there was something kind of wholesome about, like, uh, the 24 thing. Like, it was, like, all done for the greater good in a way that you could kind of get behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he was going to fucking electrocute that guy with the fucking exposed wires of a lamp to get information, even though he knew the guy was innocent. <laughs> like, uh, it was just, yeah, like, it completely was, and utterly yeah. illegal, but, like... Yeah, but uh, it was an action show where... It, his like, daughter was kidnapped three times that day. Yeah, because time because <laughs> time was always against you, and you were always, like, by the end of an episode, like... Well, like yeah. I, I remember watching season one, and it was like, we must have been heavy into season five at that point in like in real in sorry in that time period where and like I got a shot of season one, two and three and I fucking I watched like nine wow. hours of that shit. I was like, man, I'd hate to watch this week by week. That yeah, would have been fucking cruel. Cool. I remember like I, I got like the first three seasons off a, a girl at work, uh, Sandra Rosendale. 
and I watched the first episode that night. Like it was pretty late, so I only got a chance to watch mm-hmm. the first one. And like that one ends with uh, the terrorist on the plane, like uh, killing the guy, stealing his pass, and like blowing a hole oh, in the plane and parachuting out. And like after that episode, it's all I could think about on shift the next day. And like I went home and watched the rest of it in one sitting. Yeah. It's like, uh, and then I watched season two in one sitting as well. It was like two or three days of just nothing but twenty four. Yeah. Season two is my fave. Season two is best. You know mm. that. Yeah. Season three and four were really good as well. Yeah, right? they are. But mm-hmm. um, season two is the best. Mm. But like, see what you're saying about like, is it problematic in this day and age? Are all kind of action movies from the eighties and nineties the same way though? Because like, they've all got that kind of oh, mentality. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, don't know. I don't know, man. Because like, I don't know, look at Die Hard. I mean, look at the people in them. Uh, yeah, but like Seagal and no, but uh, like Arnie, I'm, like Arnie's a fucking Republican. Or was and is he still is? He probably yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't like the press though. The press don't like him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like no, I hear what you're all, saying. All but these people see, in it, like Sto- what's Stallone's taking all this? Like, is he I think he's a Republican. Like, but do you see my point? There's a trend. No, I see that there's a trend, <laughs> but at the same time, there's sometimes you watch like an '80s action film and it kind of isn't really like the character isn't really about that. I mean, you look at the Running Man. Like um, Ben Richards is rebelling against that kind of idea in Predator. Yeah, it's about these this gung ho type of, of mercenaries that go in, but it's an alien they're against. Now, yeah, you could look at the metaphorical thing, but that. But look I mean, at they look are, at li- that. They are, uh, look, Predator is a really bad example because they are literally <laughs> in a fucking the, country illegally yeah, on a black ops mission on a black ops mission to kill a bunch of native people there well no like, their mission is actually the predator re- no their mission is to rescue the mm-hmm. hostages yeah because yeah. Apollo Creed well no, but that whole, Carl no, their, sets their, him up their mission is like they know the predators there and like they're see what it is like that whole thing was just the premise to get them out there that's what the whole you threw us all in the goddamn meat grinder. No, 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 like, no. They uh, don't know the predators there. The, predators the, pre- there. The, the predator is completely. You have completely read that in, film. In that no, film, no, no, no. Yeah, no yes, it, you it have. No, they don't know yeah. the predators. They're they they re- they're going right. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers sends them in there. there. Yeah, no, but, no, no, he doesn't know before, the aliens there. Before that movie starts, Carl Weathers knows that there's something odd there, like because he sent Hopper and all the rest of it in, and they were all skinned alive and stuff, and all that stuff happens. Carl Weathers. They went, they went right, missing. Carl Weathers. Okay, I will give you that Carl Weathers may know. Yeah. But that information is not relayed At that point, to Schwarzenegger. Like... So their mission is a black ops mission into a country they have no legal right to be in. Yeah, but to that, get hostages. That, yeah, which and again is still illegal but, and stuff. But yeah, that, yeah. that was just an excuse to get yeah. them near the border, though. At the same time, when they go there. Uh, again, they get fucked over because there is no hostages. They they are there to massacre this fucking army, and then like Arnie goes mental and saying, "You, no, you there, could, are, there you, is a hostage that girl, the girl they get." Was it just the one hostage? No, Anna's like she's one of the people from that place because there is a hostage there though because you see one getting killed. Yeah. Because at one point, Paul, man, how, Carl Weathers. How are we struggling so no, much? With, like, Carl Weathers. Predator one. Carl Weathers well, is like more, oh, more specifically. How are you guys struggling? Because yeah. I'm remembering it perfectly. At one point, Carl Weathers like after they've done the business uh, at that camp, he's like, oh. Goddamn gold mine, and they've stumbled yeah, yeah. across the and Arnie's raging right, because right, you're right. Yeah, they don't know about the predator, but the premise of getting them there to save hostages was a lie. Yes, it was to yes. get the information yeah. on that stuff, and it just happens to be and then he says, a predator is there, yeah. and then it becomes yeah, a different yeah. film. I'm obviously getting mixed up with Alien and Aliens, yes, because in which Paul Reiser knew, yeah. knows what's there. Yeah, and Ash before him as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Aye. Um, Man, but let's like, watch Predator again. But How then, good is Predator? Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Yeah. And then just, you know, not think about the Predator because that film was <laughs> fucking uh, I think I think about that film far too much, man. And it's just, I totally cannot get it out of my head that as a plot device, they went with autism as the next step in human evolution. Right, guys, hold on. We're at a minute. Uh, sorry, an hour and 13. And we have not actually really spoke about any films. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's just keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. No, but I, I, I know what you mean. We're talking about Predator. Yeah, but it's like she, like when I think about like Shane Black and, um, fucking hell, um, his writing partner, Fred Decker, and I'm like, when you watch The Monster Squad, you're like, yeah, you guys were perfect for that because it is an 80s film and you're in that mindset. And then he's like, when you watch the pair, like, you fucking guys still think it's the late 80s and you can get away with this kind of shit. It just, it, excuse me, it does not work. Um, These are out of even, your. It's not even that, though. It's not like, oh, the, the humour is aged badly or whatever. It was like everything about the script was fucking moronic. Uh, everything about the characters was unlikable. Yeah. And again, coming from somebody who's usually very reliable. Uh, um, storyteller and was on the in the fucking first movie and should have the most experience in like watching like, McTiernan and watch how like the script was kind of done. Do you not find though after having watched The Predator like now when you think back on specifically his part in the original Predator it's kind of hard to not just think that was kind of shit as well. Well he, like, he his, he's, his he's, part specifically see, like, he's she, such a small role. Yeah, yeah but he I think one of the like like it was something along the lines of he wanted to star in like a Joel Silver film, um, because he he wanted to be an actor as well, and I, I after like he wrote Lethal Weapon, which was before it, that kind of opened up an opportunity for him because there's also a bit in the film where he's reading a comic. I think it's not Cyborg Bill, but it's like Sergeant Bill or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and that was gonna be a film because that was like a wee Easter egg, as then like you know he's reading yeah, yeah. that and it's gonna be a thing, but that never <clears> came <throat> to be, but. You can't help but think, well, maybe Hawkins's part wasn't really there, and it was kind of written in Just last minute by Jim in. and Thingy Thomas. Because, like, when you think about like uh, his interactions with Billy, like the new movie is trying so hard to be that, you know, like, but yeah. it's like. It, it was. It's like every single one of the characters in the new film is just his character from the first one. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have like a a stoic guy to bounce off of, like Billy. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't like you know the the kind of corporate dude like Dylan. Yeah. You know, everyone's a wiser. Yeah, every single one of them is yeah, like. It just, doesn't work. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, there's not enough personalities in there to like keep it interesting. It's just a, it's an awful film. We've spoke spoke about that before though. Like yeah. This. Um, that film is just fucking trash, man. It's so bad. Yeah, but again, you kind of—I think <laughs> I don't want to say expectations were high, but there was there was folk in it where you're like, "Oh, this we like the subject of the franchise, we like the people. This this should work, but it didn't." Um, <laughs> do you think Disney will do anything with it? They, who the fuck knows? Like the 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 Disney Fox thing is official. They now own. I I forgot that they now own Avatar as well. And I'm like, oh, I wonder I, how I, Jim I, Cameron's I, gonna like. I'd but, love it if that gets cancelled. Uh, after so. the next one do you know what actually that avatar thing when you think about like the aesthetics of the world and stuff yeah. I can see Disney making use of that Aye, they might make a ride out of it or, or even just like like putting that into something else like Kingdom Hearts or a yeah. you know just, uh, do you know what I mean it's like it's got that like really pretty thing about so it so they've now got X-Men Fantastic Four Deadpool Deadpool Avatar Avatar Aliens Predators Simpsons, Family Guys, Family Guy, yeah, loads of other shit. 
Yeah. Next Kingdom Hearts is going to be off the fucking chain. <laughs> I mean, they're already off the chain. <laughs> Do you I, see, um, like, other than Deadpool, which I would imagine will get like another sequel rate right, because it still makes money. Oh fuck! Aye. All those other adult franchises, like Alien and all the rest of it, I don't think we'll see anything from them ever again. Why not? No, name, I think name other, they, they make name other adult Disney films. Uh, they, they make money. The thing is, that I think they'll still come out. Yeah. Uh, like Disney, we'll never see other Aliens. I disagree with that. Uh, well, another Aliens is in the film or an well, Alien that, film? That franchise. I disagree with I, that. I disagree. You wouldn't see another Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott Alien film. Which is not necessarily a bad yeah, thing. We don't you, fucking, you, we don't hope. You'll, you'll see something afterwards. They might even go ahead with Blomkamp's. I, I saw something about that. Um, I think it was last week mm-hmm. where I think it was, it was Ridley Scott after all was meeting. No, no, it wasn't. It was Cameron. Aye. Cameron was meeting with Blomkamp. Aye. Well, he's doing something with aliens. Yeah, whilst being, whilst again procrastinating his Avatar saga because he's now he. Did came he not come out and say like the like, next two have finished shooting? I I don't know if he has it. I mean, Avatar was like ten years ago, man. Who cares? Yeah, man, it was rubbish then. Yeah, and it's like uh, I know that he came out and he's gave the official title title for the next Terminator film, which is Terminator uh, Dark Fate. That is the official title. All this recent Google Stadia stuff has made me think non-stop about Terminator Genesis. <laughs> that's that's, that's not something you want to think know, about. But that's essentially that movie like, sucks. But other than the killer robots, which I mean, Boston Dynamics are working on them as we speak. See, like the I plot go, for Terminator Genesis is exactly what's happening with Google right now, man. I, it's I, fucking I, go, terrifying. I go down the Boston Dynamics hole <clears> on YouTube quite a lot, and it's yeah, terrifying. It's fucking horrible. It's yeah. so fucking horrible. Mm. Everything about it, it's like, why did you guys just not pay attention to all the movies from the 80s telling us not to do this shit? Like, why? No, instead they took it as a source of inspiration. <laughs> um, and then on top of that as well, like, every uh, every cyberpunk dystopia seems to be coming true. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, speaking of... It's uh, so weird to be on the cusp of it. It's like, it's hard to imagine by the end of our life, lifetime just, you know, not being in essentially the fucking world from Ready Player One, but more moronic, which mm. is hard is to it- is it more impactful because you remember a world without the internet? Maybe. Uh, yeah. You remember how it used to be. Yeah. Maybe. Man, but it's like, I mean, fucking George Orwell wrote 1984 in 1948. That was yeah. the thing, right? Yeah. So like, he could see where it was going like over half a century ago. Yeah. Why is it still happening? Like, why did no one listen? Like, why? How How are we... Like, how the state of China just now with the Sesame credits is fucking mm. terrifying. This is a movie podcast, though. So what did you see this week, Neil? Um, you said, like, Avatars began filming. You see, I think... Uh, I, I, I think what it was I saw was... Um, it was Kate Winslet had said something about she'd finished filming our scenes or something like that. Oh. I just assumed it was finished. Denny Villeneuve has officially began filming on June. Yes, Excellent. he has. I'm looking forward to that a lot, man. But you hey. are not looking forward to the fact that uh, Jason Momoa is Duncan yeah. Idaho. What that, like, see, did you see, did you see he was cast he as uh, Br- uh, who Brolin is? Is it Denny? Uh, what's his name? Daddy Fatliff. No, what's his name? Uh, the guy that trains him. The... Gurney Gurney Halleck that's Josh Brolin uh, there's also another one called like I thought Josh Brolin was oh no uh, source code Isaacs it's okay every single person who is cast for that so far mm. is great with the exception of Jason Momoa okay. who should never 
Because, like, you, you've got to imagine that they're making this as part of the series. If this movie does well, well this is part they one. Make, this, they're making this, two parts the first book is going to yeah. be. Yeah. Right? Which, yeah. which is guaranteed. The, the book is absolutely set up to be that. That's mm. fine. But, like, Duncan Idaho does not play a, a massive part in the original Dune mo- uh, book, right? He's just one of the kind of house aides. Uh, well, maybe he, maybe that's what he will uh, be. Yeah, but like that's the thing though. Like he becomes like one of the most important characters as the series progress. Mm. And Jason Momoa is not the person to take that on. He's just not. I'm, Oscar Isaac is. Right, but he's little. But fucking change him over. Have like Leto dies in the first book. Have fucking Jason Spoiler. Momoa. <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh. yeah. Have Jason Momoa become Leto the first. Mm. Have Oscar Isaac be Duncan Idaho because like he can do that. Mm. Just, yeah. but Jason Momoa brings in that sweet female da la da la da la da la. Them cougars. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I was say, no doubt after Aquaman's global success, it's like, oh man, Momoa will be. You'll be seeing a lot more of him. No one, like, no one bitches like bitches like with Simone. It's the same. Like, okay, like, do you think Dave Bautista is a good actor? Yeah. Right, because I, I think that I he, thought he was great in a uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, for all he was in it. I think he's he's serviceable. He's he's funny in the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, see who he's playing. He's playing uh, Baron Harkonnen's nephew. Rabin. Oh, is he the Sting character? Yeah. (laughs) Again, is that... Yeah, I can can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, No, is it it him he's playing, or is he not playing the guy that's going to... Fade Ralpha. Aye. Aye. Is that appropriate for Dave Bautista's character? Fade Ralpha, he's a mentor, isn't he? No, no. Fade Ralpha... Is a he's the one's gonna hit it. He he's like the the kind of son that's like more the kind of fat one and the David Lynch one. I think so. Yeah, it's been that long. Yeah, okay. It's that right, long yeah. since I've seen it. That I don't really no, remember. No, it's, it's fine. I know who it is. Then. Um, All right. Okay. But like that might not be who I would have picked. Mm. But like again, it's somebody who is in one book and has a relatively minor role. Right. A uh, but like Duncan Idaho becomes one of the most interesting characters in all of fiction mm. by the end of that series and they've picked one of the worst actors to portray him. Like, I like Jason Momoa when it comes to the schlocky bullshit. Mm. But like, point me to one scene where he has acted because you won't be able to find it. Star- Just, uh, any Stargate Atlantis? I mean, like, he plays like a, a broody fucking... Partly, yeah, aye. That's where he started. Uh, well, I mean, I would, I would imagine he had something before then but that's where he got his, like, break into TV uh, was that. Well, it's a moan, though. Yeah. but yeah he's just like he's a, just a meathead he's just like you know eye candy who can like punch stuff that's yeah, all he is I've never seen Aquaman but you said he plays kind of the goofy role in the kind of like yeah, role yeah he's, he's very goofy and he's, well, he's, he's very because, much because they watch Thor Ragnarok. like Star-Lord no like, like, see how he is in Justice League how he's kind yeah. of a comic relief kind of mm, ish well, I mean yeah he's <laughs> if that, that film had any comic relief he, he's that but more enjoyable Right. He's alright. Which I, is fine. I, I thought yeah. he was. He was but, I actually think he's quite a good Aquaman. He's quite a good Aquaman, renowned for being like one of the lamest yeah. heroes of all time. But now he's the most successful DC uh, DCU Which character. It's not a fucking statement on his yeah. quality. Yeah. It's a statement on how badly DC have yeah. fucked up. They have, but have you? Did you read as well that apart from being rehired by? Marvel to do. He's still doing Suicide Squad too, which isn't to. It's a reboot. So I'm like, that's interesting. I'm, I'm willing to give that a go. Yeah, that was James Gunn for anybody who hasn't mm-hmm. been following the news. Yeah, uh, which I, I'm fine with. I quite like the fact that yeah, he's like, I'll take it on, but I've taken on this project, and you're going to watch me 
finish this with your rivals, and then I'll come back to Guardians. I quite like the idea that he's able he's to kind of call them. them, not punish them, but he's able to call the shots. He's not yeah. ran back uh, with his tail between his legs and says, word, I'm not word, doing that anymore. The word on the street is that Disney hadn't even looked for anybody else to replace him, which to me makes it feel like it was a very it was a cynical it was a kind of show. Did you, an over-elaborate over slap did, in the yeah, wrist. But it was a work, Tommy. Did you it see, was all a work. Did you see Taka Watiti was like, oh, I thought I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he put a big tweet up. I was like, that was pretty cool, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, man. You I have watched that, yeah. uh, two Taika Waititi films this week. New uh, films? No, two. 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 Better than you, though. No, they're not. No. Right. Um, I'll start by saying that I'd went to see Captain Marvel again. Right. I have my mum and my dad. Um, I enjoyed it again. Uh, still a bit a good film, good movie. Okay. Uh, but that I didn't give my thoughts on Captain Marvel because I wasn't here. Well, we'll get to them then. Okay. Because uh, you also have to give us your thoughts on the afterlife as well. Oh, on the yeah. aftermath. Yeah. Uh, like, what did you die? Did I not speak about this? <laughs> no, no, that was that was a bit missed. Yeah. Um, but for some strange reason, coming out of Captain Marvel just gave me the mood to watch For Ragnarok again, oh, okay. yeah. which I hadn't watched since the cinema. You can see that a lot of comedy in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. It's got a kind of similar vibe. Maybe too much. Just I would disagree with that. I would say something that doesn't land very well, but it's reasonable. Uh, so for Ragnarok, I don't know. Do I have to tell people what it's about? No. Because, well, you don't know it's the it's Marvel about. Universe. Have you been under a rock? Come out with that rock and go watch them for How long sake. ago was that? Two years ago. Two years ago. So we it. haven't spoken about it in the show then? We only... No, I, We must have. We stopped recording for a long time. Folk have seen it. Or it we, we never spoke about Four Ragnarok in my tenure. Right, be brief. Okay, Four Ragnarok, uh, third of the franchise, uh, directed by Taika Waititi. Everybody who's in the four films recur- uh, get their roles the same. Um, long story short, Owen dies. Spoilers, the film's two years old. Fuck who is. Uh, so their sister comes back from banishment, who is Hela, the goddess of death. Uh, it turns out that Asgard maybe isn't built on the love and friendliness that everybody thinks. Uh, Thor's hammer gets broken. Um, he gets cast out into. I was more talking like, what's your thoughts on it? Rather, oh, right, no, it's fucking it's brilliant. It's right. tits. Mm. Uh, I have not seen it since the cinema, but I've been thinking about um, it. It's so weird and so fun. It's funny. Yeah. It's it's an act. It's an near enough an out and out comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's four, so it's North got Norse mythology and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, which the first two leaned heavily in. Well, definitely the second one did yeah. leaned heavily into. This one's a fucking sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's like a seventies sci-fi movie. Yeah, uh, it's all kind of big, colourful sets mm-hmm. and just. I mean, it still leans out of the Norse mythology stuff though. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, the it, whole Ragnarok thing. Yeah, it, it does, but it does it in a very kind of back of the seat. Like very yeah. kind of Roger Corman esque, yeah, kind of sci fi romp. Yeah. yeah, it kind of looks at what the second film was, and it then looks at what Thor needs, and it needs a bit of Guardians of the Galaxy esque yeah. injection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need bright colors, you need a bit of comedy, but you need it, Thor to kind of bounce it, off. It folk. feels like it goes goes further down it, that it line. Does. It does than the, the Guardians movies yeah, do? Because um, like, the Guardian movies feels like these kind of slick kind of. It's still a Hollywood Marvel film. This doesn't really feel that way at all. Hmm. 
It is his first it's, kind of blockbuster attack yeah, with TTs, wasn't it? And that humour that he it has. Fe- it feels very much like an indie film. Aye. What's your, uh, with what's a big your, budget. What's your favourite bit in the film? <laughs> I, know, I know what yours is. Is it Pace Off Ghosts? <laughs> nope. What bit's that? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's when the rock character. It's, it's when. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know, there's loads of good bits like that. Can I guess uh, yours? There's a bit where Jeff Goldblum is DJing. Yeah. Which I really, really, really enjoyed. Mine's involved him as well. Is the bit with the stick? Hold on, I think Tommy's. I think he knows his Paco's favorite bit, and it, it got a huge fucking laugh in the cinema. Is when I think it's Ruffalo is is on a ship and he's trying to control it, and he hits a button where Goldblum comes out. It's like it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. I, that was fucking, oh, fucking hilarious, again. and I was like, again. Great bit of humour, slid in and nothing. Yeah, but you, know, you, like, you have no idea how often I think of that scene and just start laughing, <laughs> yeah. like on the street. It's my birthday. Yeah, He's Goldblum's fucking good at it, it as well. I would, I would put it as a, it's a top five Marvel film uh, for me. It's up yeah, there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. And the, By far the I'm, best of the Thor. Oh, movies. definitely. Yeah. Every, everybody's really good in it. Uh, Hemsworth's really good because he plays a more, he's a total buffoon in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets just like the whole kind of first half of that film is I'm just getting beat up by everybody, yeah, yeah, and just looking ridiculous. Even mm. Tessa Thompson is really good in it, yeah, like, she's uh, really good in it. All the, the stuff uh, like Hiddleston actually kind of working with him for a change and uh, stuff, like that's kind of good to see that after so yeah. much of uh, all that stuff. Gold Goldblum's on top form, mm. Ruffalo's really good, but um, like he's really good when he's a Hulk because it's a very, it's a very childish, yeah, wee yeah. dick Hulk. Mm. And then when he's Ruffalo, he's just well. When he's Banner, he's just confused mm. all the time and freaking out. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, it's a film. Uh, and because I watched that, what uh, we're doing the shadows. That is what I went on to mm. next. Which have you seen that before? Yeah, I've seen right. that a couple of times. It's very. Funny. It's one of the best uh, four documentary movies you can ever see. A mockumentary. Mm. Mockumentary is what it's called. I actually enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I was going to, and like oh. he. Especially, I'd never seen him in mm. anything before. Because, uh, like, was it Hunt for the Wilder People or something done? Yeah, that's a good yeah. movie. Like, I'd, he's not. I he's don't think in it though, right? No, I think it's, it's Sam Neill and oh, that wee kid. That I can't mind his name. I is think. He, I think is he not in Thor or the wee kid? The point being, I'd never actually seen him act. Oh no, he's in Deadpool. That's what it is. He he was like a, a good. Always, oh, what is he? Russell from Deadpool. Yes, yeah, he's Russell. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, like he he was like a, a really good surprise in that, like because everybody. Obviously, this was his vision kind of yeah. thing. Like he's the one that kind of spearheaded the project mm. and stuff. Him and really shows, Jermaine like, Clement. Yeah. Mm. It's just it's, a, it's really fun. Um, it's so well written. Mm. Um, like even like when they turn up at the at the, the ball pop, thing, pop ball right. at the end, mm. and just everybody kind of sniffing about the human guy. Mm. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, give that a watch as well. Again, yeah, because again, it's a few years old, but it's basically it's a mockumentary about uh, f- vampires who are roommates and they're living in is it Wellington? Ah, it's Wellington, New Zealand. And yeah. again, the setting of it is really important because, again, you said Taka with TT's vision in that film, especially if you've not seen Thor Ragnarok. In that film, you see the kind of humor that he has. And a lot of that is in Thor Ragnarok. Even with that, the the rock kind of character, he's talking about pamphlets a lot of the time. You kind of see elements of that in what we do in the shadows. And it is cool how it's, it is this vampire film, but it's not in an elaborate Transylvanian setting. It is yeah, just really these grounded. three flatmates, yeah. but 
they have these like they're, all, they're, they're all stereotypes of what Dracula has been yeah. in the past. Oh, he hasn't done the dishes, and then they have arguments by changing into bats and like fucking fighting each other. And then the the whole element with the werewolves is really good That's as well. Getting, like it's getting made a TV series. It is. Uh, the trailer's out for it. I, I wasn't too enamored with it, and I like Matt Berry, but mm, I was a bit shaky about the. That's a trailer. I, I That's a good choice. Though. Well, I think put me the, not put me off, but I was kind of more wary about that trailer. Is it's moved from New Zealand to America? Yeah. So it's lost that kind of quaint, weird New Zealand. We, Aye. We definitely spoke about aftermath in the show before. I remember talking about it. Okay. We have done. We have done. That was like that wasn't last week, but like the week before or something. I, are you sure? No, I remember. Told, you haven't. I remember honestly, thinking. You haven't. Yeah, because I was like, I wonder why it, you went and seen it. Because if. Of all the films in the cinema right now, I thought you would have found it boring. I did. Yeah. I so I'm sure. No. I'm sure. Because that, that was the week where you went to that. I was going to something, uh, and I had to go home uh, because I had a headache. So we ended so up. That's not... how we ended up recording on the Sunday without you. Right. Mm. Right. So do you have anything else yeah, to say so apart from? Uh, yeah. It's boring. So like. I don't know why I didn't realise from the trailer what it was going to be. Like, I, I clearly just took the premise from the trailer of it being set in Germany after World War Two, and it's about them dealing with the aftermath of the war. How wrong you were. And, like, <laughs> how do you do, if that if, setup is incredible, because it never gets done. You'd never yeah, see no, that. Yeah, no, it's an right? interesting premise. And then, like, for the first act of the whole movie, I was like, this is one of the best films I have ever seen. Because, like, the whole thing, I was like, this is really smart because, like, they're using, like, the difference between Germans and Nazis mm. to highlight the difference between Muslims and terrorists mm. in modern day. Right. So it's like the sort of thing where modern day fucking shithead racists mm. can look at this thing from the past. Because, like, we don't have hostility towards Germans anymore, right? It's not a thing that yeah. most people have. You, you still will get shithead morons that do. But, you know what I mean? For the most part, like, people can dissociate the idea yeah. that German is not synonymous with Nazi. Mm. Yeah, you had that kind of, and again, this is going to sound silly, but in the like in the 90s, it was the Irish that were the terrorists. Whereas now, post 9-11, it's like, oh, it's those guys. You, but you I, I know point, what you mean. Right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's like, I was like, oh man, that's what they're doing with this movie. That's why this movie's here. This is totally like an important thing to like try and get people to think about our current situation by framing it through the light of something that we've all grown up having, you know, learned in history, in history class, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, through yeah. everything through like TV media video games music everything like how much is World War 2 being like just completely expanded upon no that's the wrong word what's the word I'm looking for like it's been just out there it's in, it's in every kind of type of media mm-hmm. uh, you know what happened in the war you know who the bad guys were like you know like all the kind of like grey areas and stuff that were in there across mm-hmm. the way where like some of the Nazis were trying to like help Jews and smuggle them out of countries and stuff and like mm-hmm. people were using their a uh, you know it's like essentially like not the, the idea that like even amongst like the Nazi party there could have been some people in it who were like you know in there against their will and trying to kind of do things right and stuff and like yeah well you got like that film Valkyrie where it is about like an assassination attempt on Adolf on. Hitler by you know, I haven't thought about that film in a long time but I see it once it's fine it. but like all that stuff so like the first act I was like this is fucking great this film is important and it's something people should talk about and then Keira Knightley starts having an affair with a German guy that she's in the house and I was like oh no and you realise well, what that see, yeah, is. Yeah, see, this I was is, like, fuck, this is just a Mills and Boone effort. This is, that's what this is. It's like, 
oh my god, forbidden love. See, the thing is, though, like, right? Shit. See, like, see, like, there's the three key words or three key things here. Uh, <laughs> Kira Knightley. Yeah. You know, costume esque or period drama. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. those two things, I'm like, Paco will not yeah. like this. Yeah, no, you're because absolutely. You know right. where it's going. I watched the trailer as well. It's not like I went in blind. Yeah, because I, 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 I would maybe watch it, but I'm like, I don't. might. No, but I know what you mean. I would probably find it quite boring because when I seen the trailer, I was like, nah. And like, and Jay- there was a. Uh, f- I, I was Jason Isaac, is that Jason Isaac, yeah. Like, like no, Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Ooh. How he gets um, fucking work, man. Uh, Jason Isaac talk, is the we, medical officer. Talk about Serenity. Yeah. Right? We talked about it last week when we were talking about Serenity. Jason Clark is one of the worst actors. Terminator ever. Genesis. He is actually really good in this, though. Like he is one of the more interesting characters in it because, like, he he's the officer in charge of like all the operations in Hamburg, like after this aftermath and stuff like that, right? And uh, he's surrounded by people who are still so fucking filled with resentment towards Germans because of the war because it's literally just finished five months previous. Yeah, and he's got every right to hate them as well because, like, during the uh, the bombing raids in England his son was murdered mm-hmm. so like he's got like cause there to like be really bitter about and stuff but like his character at every step of the way is all about tolerance and you know mm-hmm. understanding and like whenever somebody like just comes out with racist shit and like basically accuses anybody who's German of being a Nazi he does not shy away from shooting them down and like explaining why that's not the case and like whenever someone needlessly dies like he shows empathy like his character was amazingly amazingly fun to kind of what not fun that's the wrong word like enjoyable enjoyable to watch yeah refreshing refreshing yeah. to watch and then it's like his kind of reward for his tolerance like not throwing the the german family out of their house and making them go to the camps but like letting them live in the same house is that he gets cheated on by his missus uh, and then so you kind of sit there like fuck this I, I was like Keira Knightley is a dick in this movie <clears throat> like a what's his name Skarsgård I forget his first name oh, Peter Peter Skarsgård it'll be Peter or Alexander Alexander Skarsgård Peter Skarsgård um, is Pennywise but yeah like you know he starts off as being like this kind of good like was he a Nazi like wasn't he a Nazi thing where like he gives like a lot of vague answers to the replies and stuff rather than just kind of coming out with it so like there was like <laughs> that's unhelpful at this but, time. <laughs> but there, was like, there was like genuine, there was like genuine intrigue and everything at the start. Like seriously, the first third act is like <laughs> fucking great. Hold on, and then it just becomes like, and it, it's so as well. It feels like it was edited wrong. It feels like it was right. edited out of sequence because like Keira Knightley doesn't like him and he doesn't like her. Mm. Right, a total buddy cop effort kind of thing. Right, okay. right. But like, the, it doesn't go through a natural progression of things happen she realises he's not the monster she thinks he is like a general progression towards getting comfortable yeah, with they, each they, other they have chemistry yeah. it's like it starts off like their whole kind of fling is like he puts up a, a picture of a naked woman to replace the bit where there was a picture of Hitler previously uh, that's been taken out of the house and a, she's not only offended by the fact that there was a picture of Hitler there because like that to her indicates that he was just a Nazi mm. even although if he didn't have that picture there he would have probably been fucking killed killed because yeah. he was yeah I right? yeah, yeah, yeah. but like she also takes offence to the idea that he's putting suggestive artwork in the house what prude uh, exactly man <laughs> exactly right but see suggestive but he, art is it like she's wearing a shawl no it's like the woman's like <laughs> naked like lying on the couch and all you can see is like some side boob 
That's it. It's a Kate Winslet then. Yeah, like total that. Does she look like kind of remorseful? Like kind of like. It's not a picture of Keira Knightley. It's just a picture of a woman. Yeah, but all right, okay. So it's just. Imagine the face of Keira Knightley. That'd be a whole different film. Well, there's also a sex. Well, she'd be like, "How did you get that?" There's also a sex scene in it, which is like the most the most obvious body double sex scene I've ever seen, where you never see Keira Knightley's face and boobs at the same time. Uh, Uh, It's like it's it's so badly edited that you know it kind of draws attention to the fact that that is not her body. So basically, Um, this film had promise, but then just becomes a love triangle. Just becomes exactly that. Uh, I mean, like the. The rant I had about Battle Angel Alita completely applies to this. And so many other films where when all it does is just about fucking some shitty romance. Like I cannot think of anything more trite and anything that I would rather watch less. Again, you know, you're like bringing up like a post war kind of like it always brings me back to tracking down this film and you've seen it Neil or you've read the book uh, Fatherland oh, I have both read and seen the film yeah have you heard of this no it's basically it's got Rutger Howard in it and I think it's uh, Emma Thompson and it's basically the Nazis have won the war but they've covered up the Holocaust and if the Holocaust is exposed it could threaten everything and like Emma well, it's, it's set in like the 80s yeah uh, so, uh, yeah, so decades have passed. I think Emma Thompson is like an investigative journalist and really? Rutger Hauer is like a Nazi and whatever. And I just thought that is a really interesting concept. It's the, the kind of thing that made me want to read The Man in the High the Castle, High Castle yeah, but yeah. I can't because Philip K. Dick's writing is so That's dry and instead hard. Instead of that, you, you should go, play Wolfenstein. £2.93 on the Amazon. Is it available, aye? Yeah, do you want me to order it right now? I can get you that right now. That's you want right. a toe? I can get you a toe. <laughs> That's okay. I, uh, I don't need it immediately. Uh, so uh, that audience is Tommy Vassie. Yeah, he, he will never read I that. don't have too much more to say about Aftermath. That is pretty much it. Like, it just... Yeah, like, the, the thing I was going to say, though, is, like, rather than that natural progression, it goes from her and him hating each other to he just fucking actually full-on snogs her in the mouth and then says... I'll give you a reason to chuck us out of the house. You hate us, send us to the camp, send us to the camps like he's doing her. And she's all like mega offended and that. So she hate fucks him. But like for no reason though. It's like, the, you know, she at that point, well actually I suppose it turns out later on that like there was tension between her and her husband uh, that you kind of find out over the course of the film like why that is. But like at that point is in the movie. Is it because her son's dead? Yes. Uh, and he blames her for it though he's never actually said it to her out loud but she knows it but does he just give her a, a gaze while he swirls like, his brand there's, there's like <laughs> from across the room yeah there's like kind of underlying resentment yeah. like which again man Jason Clark does pretty well because uh, like for the most part the scenes are quite subtle where he kind of he puts on the pretense of like enjoying her company and stuff but like, you can tell he would much rather just be with the locals mm. um, but yeah like just her, her thing like goes from that to then he gets attacked in the street like during a, a protest and stuff and then like she's just tending his wounds and stuff like that and then out of nowhere they're just shagging and then all of a sudden they're making plans to leave the husband and like move away to the coast and stuff like that it's like this just does not feel in but any way but it doesn't quite natural. go that way yeah, just, yeah of course it doesn't yeah actually pretty much that's really yeah that I mean sucks. like there's one final thing at the end alright I thought it was going to turn out like oh he dies or something nah alright oh, well never mind. The, the movie's not worth watching like the first act watch it and mm. then turn it off when the fucking romance starts because uh, that setup mm. is genuinely great the only film I kind of seen this this week again didn't get a chance to go to the cinema but I watched much like Serenia I wanted to see it because of its infamy see, see before we go on this one then okay because this is 
Oh no, I've watched three films this week. Man, how did you guys let us ramble on for like an hour and 50 minutes or whatever and you had stuff to talk about? Oh yeah, we had an hour and 50 minutes and you guys had stuff to talk about. What the fuck is wrong right, with you? Right, okay. Go with Gotti. Let's go. Alright, so basically last year uh, a adaptation of the the, <clears throat> the life of uh, Gambino crime boss uh, John Gotti uh, known as the Teflon Don, uh, very infamous in the nineties. Nothing sticks to him. That's yeah. right, and it's Smart. one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. He was seen as like the last Don of the mafia. He was very kind of popular and <clears throat> in the nineties, and that's very well documented. But basically, they were going to do a, an adaptation of this, uh, directed by uh, Kevin Connolly of Entourage fame. Oh dear. And uh, it was spearheaded with John Travolta as Gotti. Uh, Kelly Preston was going to play his wife. And like it's got Stacey Keach in that, but this film bombed big time at the Cannes Film Festival so much so that when it did pick up a distributor, they re-released the trailer, almost advertising how bad this was that you should watch it, and that is kind of correct because John Travolta is in full Travolta mode where he thinks he is giving an Oscar-worthy performance oh, as it's, as it's John Gotti. And, well, it's a tour de farce in it, man. Yeah. It's like, because it, he is full-on OTT Travolta ridiculous. He's a terrible facsimile of a Christopher Walken gangster character. But Christopher Walken's kind of phoning it in. Yeah. He's and just there for the cash. Yeah. The, fil- the, prob- the film is, it is awful. In every sense of the word, it's poorly acted. It's poorly. It's just poorly put together. The editing of the film is very confusing because it starts off with like a voiceover narration and it multiple jumps timelines from when Gotti's in prison on his last days to when he's rising up through the Gambino family to when he's the Don. And you've there's no essence of time progression. Does it cover that bit where he brings it that song? Someone I used to know. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, the same as like the idea of when folk age is strange because again Travolta, he has some crazy fucking wigs uh, in this the, film. There's an amazing bit where uh, Gotti's son, who is quite an important character because he's kind of groomed to take over from him, yeah. uh, meets this girl at a, a street party mm-hmm. who then later becomes his wife and it's clearly the actress playing the wife uh, they're trying to make her look 16 years old and she's clearly like 40. Aye. And it's like there's a bit where John Gotti Jr. Um, is in court and to show the progression of time they've put a bit of talcum powder in That's his right, hair. Yeah. But he's got the same hairstyle and everything. But yeah, the timeline of this film is messed up. The editing's oh, terrible. The whole thing's a mess. It is a poor, poor... Is this on Netflix? You yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It just recently added and again, you can see it's, it is kind of like Serenity where... It's this hearsay of how bad it is. I, I think Serenity's a better film. And Serenity that's is a better film. Because it's, it's a better craft. Even though it's a I, car crash of film, I it's enjoy, at least... I enjoyed Serenity more. Yeah, Gotti is... Yeah, you kind of watch it to see how bad it is. And it is truly awful. Um, but I, they do, It does weird stuff. Like, it opens with uh, Travolta standing on the east side of the Hudson River looking yeah. out into New York. And he gives this speech about how New York's a hell of a town. It's his city. It's his city. Yeah. So you think then that the storyline's going to be kind of him narrating to mm. like fourth wall breaking. Yeah. But then it cuts to him telling the story to his son in prison. So 
it jumps between those kind of two narrative mm-hmm. kind of things, so it makes it confusing, confusing of where you're actually at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing being is rather than this being an adaptation of someone who is ahead of a mafia family, a ruthless killer, uh, I'm involved in a lot of racketeering, etc., it's almost as if the film is made by people that like loved him. Like there's yeah, all there's he's kind of portrayed the folk. You know, but to be fair, uh, in real life, Gotti was so seen as a, a kind of folk hero of the, in the neighborhood. Yeah, but at the same time, it's you can have that, but you kind of can't mask the fact that of what the guy what he did. It's kind of like if you're doing something about Pablo Escobar, very loved in the town of Medellin, but also very feared, and it should be shown the man's crimes. Whereas Gotti. You kind of see him as this criminal figure, but he's also portrayed as a loving father yeah. and a man in the neighborhood. And it's almost the bad shit he does is overshadowed and not glorified. Oh, yeah, it's just. No, it's kind of glorified. I do think it is kind of glorified in the film. It's kind of seen, in my eyes, as kind of a glorification of this urban kind of folk hero. It feels like it by the end, I'll give you that. Yeah. Because um, like, it has that bit where it shows the end credits and it's almost like trashing the feds for what they did and how they did yeah, it. Yeah, because everybody's kind of mistreated by, by the government. Yeah, and again, you have that. A lot of the film is him in several trials where you're like, what one are we on now? <laughs> what one is he going to be acquitted of and why? And all? Uh, it's, it's, it, it, how long oh, is this does, movie? It's about, it's about an hour 40. Yeah, and again, it's a film where you're like to do it kind of just it's even weird things like like it's no real spoiler. John Gotti dies in prison of cancer. Yeah, it's in the it's in the news. You can see it. That chin. Uh, so they then do they've got the real they do their kind of funeral footage, but then you get real footage of Gotti's funeral yeah. and like the kind of uh, motorcade and stuff. Yeah, and it's all done to a very kind of. Those low key kind of wistful kind of sounding covers of House of the Rising Sun, yeah. sung by a woman. And House of the Rising Sun is a song which was originally written for a woman. Yeah. When the animals do it, they change the lyrics. Yeah. That is a song about people trafficking oh, and right. sex work, yeah. somebody being sold into sexual slavery. But someone has but done this as a, done it's a cool this song. As it's a cool song. It's a somber cool. But do you know who also song. contributed to uh, the soundtrack? Is a idiot, yeah. Do you know who also contributed to the soundtrack? Pitbull. Yeah, there you go, Pitbull, and I'm pretty sure it was like Leona Lewis and him sung a song. Uh, did you see it. something like back it up like a Tonka truck? No, he doesn't. Uh, I, 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 I don't recall. I just recall the film being a mess, and it's not really worth your time. But if you, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. I was. Bo- it's, I was bored it's an hour forty. And if you like, I mean, if you want to see that kind of gangster film, watch it, but you will be disappointed. It, it is a true mess of a film. So there you go. That's That was Gotti. How did, what was your last film you watched? Um, well, I went to two oh, things. Oh, yes, we did. I went to two things today. So before I talk about that, I'd quite like to hear your thoughts on Captain Marvel, Paco. I, just quickly. Just yeah, to... like, I, I don't have too much to say about it. Like, I, oh, I love it. I, I generally <laughs> quite like it. Like, I don't think it's one of the best uh, Marvel movies, but it's by no means anywhere near the worst either. Like, I think that, again, they just really, really fucking lean into the whole uh, feminist undertones of it in a way that I don't think they managed to 
like pull off successfully. I didn't really get like, that as much from it. Like the soundtrack's full of stuff like uh, I'm Just a Girl and stuff like that. Like, I realise it's also like the 90s nostalgia part of it and stuff. And it's not that I'm saying that feminism is a bad thing. I'm saying that they don't handle it with the respect it <clears throat> deserves. That's um, always my issue with these things, it, by the way. When it is going super on the nose of that, it's very Yeah, obvious. and like there's a lot of it in this. Like I just felt that it was like, I don't know, it, it was an enjoyable movie, but like nobody seems to really ever kind of pay mind to just how how big the stakes are and like how you know serious everything is it's like it's something that like other Marvel movies are also Mar- pretty bad yeah, for Marvel but this movies, one if there is one kind of uh, detracting detractor you could say is they do lean quite heavily into the comedy of stuff like, and it do, they do kind of downplay a lot of the stakes in, in this one in particular though there's like several moments where something happens and you kind of like is that really the reaction that people would get here? Mm. Is that really what this particular person would do in this situation? Uh, and you know, just there was there was a few moments like that where I just I obviously tried not to waste it and stuff. Like I'll kind of expand more on this after we stop recording. But like, um, yeah, like generally, I thought it was pretty fun. I thought it was enjoyable. I actually quite liked Bill Larson. She was quite kind of good I in like it. Bill. I a lot of the stuff between like her and the uh, her best friend and the friend's kid and stuff I thought was really good. The the way the movie ends up I thought was good purely because I don't have any a uh, any kind of stock in the original story mm-hmm. of that. I do think that it seems like a bit of a wasted opportunity, or it's going to be harder for them to write what people wanted to happen next in that storyline. I have not looked for any nerd outrage, but I would imagine that the internet is rife with it from this film because of the... I haven't really seen outrage no. for where they can go with it. Mm. But you know what I'm talking about though, right? Well, we'll talk about it after, we'll talk the, about show. It after the show. Right. Are you talking yeah. about something very specific? Yes. From uh, how recently? Well, in the comics, I don't know when it was, but like... The, it was my understanding that an element of this movie paved the way for the secret invasion storyline. Yeah, by introducing the scrolls. Yeah, uh, let's just not bring this up anymore. Um, but yeah, like kind of. He's trying all this. I'm trying not. I'm trying not to spoil Captain Marvel for people. Who oh right, it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah Varanki. Um, nobody understands that. Yeah, but like a. Uh, yeah, it was good enough. Like I, I quite liked uh, Jude Law's special team thing. Like I forgot the woman's name already. But like um, Mirage, Marauder, or something like that. What was her uh, name? The one with the sniper? Yeah. The Kree sniper? Um, Strangely. Is the name of a drink? <laughs> was it? It started with an M, I remember yeah. that much. But okay, I thought she was really cool in it. Didn't get enough screen time. I liked all the parts I enjoyed the most about it were the parts that made it feel like a prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, they, I thought they all worked really well. Like having, I'm going to get his name wrong. Lee Pace. Jumon Hunzu. Jumon Hunzu. I've still got it wrong. You said it. I've still got it wrong straight after you. Like having him in it like felt like a, a good a good kind of Easter egg. It didn't feel like a, you know, we just shoved this in here for fan service effort. Like it felt like a... Having Lee Pace in it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was that actually him though? Because yeah, like it, it seemed we we had that discussion. He yeah, didn't know if it was him, but he is in the credits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, didn't have the black. Overall, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, it strangely ties into season five, Agents of Shield, a lot. 
Uh, okay. Which, oh, is that because of all the Cree stuff? Yeah, but like more specifically, like the thing on her neck and stuff as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge part of season five of Agents of Shield, which obviously leads me to believe that like the reason Agents of Shield went down that we're on a space station in the future with the Cree route was because of this. Spoilers film. for MD that cares about Agents of yeah. Shield. <laughs> like, what was that? An inhibitor, not uh, the thing on her neck. Was the inhibitor the power? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that, that was odd, and like Coulson being in it as well, it's and nice then, like knowing that he's even though he's died again in the TV show, that he's in the next season again. Uh, now you kind of just have to assume that he's possibly a scroll. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know what happened to Tony Almeida. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. He was an alien. <laughs> mate. Uh, I thought all the 90s uh, fan service was just shit. Like I, I, I thought it was quite heavy-handed at the start. <coughs> the start, kind of, exactly. It kind of died off. Exactly. But given she's a character <coughs> from the 90s... No, yeah, no, I get that. It, but was, like, it, it was, was the kind of... It was really clear when she first one. arrives on Earth. Hmm. It's very much a... Look this at this. This is the 90s. Mm-hmm. Look, this is Mind the 90s. That. Mind that it's the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of... Then, then it just becomes more like... Up. yeah. But the whole when she's got that kind of grungy gear, and I'm like, well, yeah, but that was she, she early nineties, yeah, I get that, like you know, I get yeah, it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying mm. there's a lot of it. And yeah. also, like, it just seemed really forced. Like you know, it was like it was like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It was like breaking the fourth wall almost. It was that ham-fisted with the way it was kind of just shoved in. What did you start, think of the de-aging of Coulson and Sam Jackson? Coulson, I think, looked a bit weird. Sam Jackson looked great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, can't, I don't know I don't know much more to say about it like uh, other than okay. it was enjoyable like I would like to see the obvious sequel like her specific sequel mm. for this because like they set that up pretty obviously I, I don't know I think her specific sequel will probably follow on from Endgame I don't know there's like I a, agree with that there's because a really because she's a setup for being the Captain America of the next phase which again Civil War is off the kind of cusp of uh, Age of Ultron. But at the same time, man, there's like a lot of loose threads in this story that like so completely are easily done as like another movie that follows, oh, yeah, no, follows on from the I movies. agree there's a lot of a lot I, where they can go from that. I just feel like if they were to lead up to Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion would be that it would be the end game Infinity Wars yeah. end of things so you're a while away from that yeah overall so though see largely things. thought it was enjoyable I thought there was like maybe too much levity for the situation uh, which like more so than other Marvel movies um, again yeah a wee bit too pandering with the, the fan service 90s stuff uh, overall enjoyable though mm-hmm. nothing nothing amazing though it wasn't Winter Soldier what is exactly what is Winter exactly. Soldier mate Right, so Neil, what did you watch? Okay, I I was originally going to go and see Todo Los Sabes, or uh, Everybody Knows, as the English title is, uh, but circumstances meant that that wasn't going to be a thing. So I ended up going to see Ben is Back, mm. which is Julia Roberts and Lucas Hedges, mm. uh, and the main plot of that is Lucas Hedges is a, dr- is a drug addict who comes back for Christmas uh, just out of the blue, and the effect, how this affects his family, who are quite a quite a middle class American, small town America, uh, quite clean cut kind of family. Yeah. 
so the main premise then falls into they're going to send them back up the road to his uh, living, uh, not prison, um, rehab centre, but they decide to let him stay for a day. And then something bad happens to the, fa- to the family home and it becomes about the journey of the mother trying to... What's the word? Trying to connect with her son and understand his issues, but also never really being able to trust him, that kind of thing, because he's got the past. Um, If you enjoy... Alright, okay. Lucas Hedges is a really good in this. Okay. He plays, uh, I think, characters in the early 20s. Um, he plays recovering uh, opioid addict with a very dark past because of the addiction. He plays it really well. He uh, plays that kind of, you can that kind of repentant kind of guy that's struggling with that demon. He plays that very well. Julia Roberts feels quite miscast mm. as a mother. Um, the cat, but to be fair, the writing of the characters kind of a bit all over the place. Mm. At least she starts off as a kind of cookie cutter kind of uh, middle class, middle class, mm. good Christian mo- mother. Um, but then there's this weird scene where she meets the doctor who first prescribed her son opioid, opioids at fourteen because he took a snowboard accident. Who mm. now has Alzheimer's? So doesn't remember anything. And she sits down and basically goes, you caught, you made my son an addict. I hope you die. And I laughed out loud at that line because it was so weird for the, the film that happened before that. Ugh, it's just... Was it good? The, well, it's, it's weird in the sense that... It sounds like a TV movie so It far. does. It's very much a TV movie. This is a film that's been made for middle-class white America. Uh, like the Hallmark speci- Specifically Republican America. Mm. Um, to show that the opioid crisis isn't just a poor people's problem, isn't just uh, like people of colour, people from disadvantaged neighbourhoods. It's in it's in your good white middle class homes. It can affect any any of us. Uh, this is how we would all. Re- this is maybe how you would react, but it's it's not enjoyable. There's a lot of bits which are really tedious. Sounds it. Um, it's it's politics is so heavy-handed. That's every movie. No, but eighteen with politics. But, that, but that, this is heavy-handed to the point where it almost feels like an instructional video at a point where it's telling you this is what you do if your loved one has an overdose. Mm. Um, it's there's some really weird kind of production choices in it. And that the scenes which appear like they're filmed in normal film, mm. but then there's a lot of it, especially in the second half of the film, which goes to handheld digital, yeah. and it just it looks weird. Aye, you put that juxtaposed. Aye, um, so it looks like a film, then looks like an episode of Cops or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's no real kind of, I suppose to I suppose to the degree, but. I don't. I'm not going to spoil the end of the film, but there's something that happens at the end, which felt kind of like a non-ending. There's no. There's no real kind of um, closure to it, mm. but I suppose given the subject matter, the way it ends, 
you could argue that that it's a very real life, real yeah, world problem. Is, it's an ongoing so it's thing. ongoing. Yeah, which is something they do touch on mm. uh, when they show when they have like a scene with for one of these addiction groups. Mm. Um, it's not, it's not a film I would ever recommend. Mm. Uh, I'm not annoyed that I saw it. Mm. I just will never ever think of it ever again. Slap that in the back of the box. But Neil, what mm. you watch next? I couldn't tell well, from your picture review if you're annoyed or not. I'm just like, what I really. Was it again? I was. Like, I remember it, when you, you just, said you were annoyed. Uh, okay, I was like, it, why? It's a it's a callback to when I went to see Proud Mary. This is going back to like I think the first three weeks or something when I I joined. Mm. When it stars Tajiri, uh, is it Tajiri? Is it is it not Tarish P. Tarish P. Henson, yeah. who I think. Depending on the angle of the camera, she said bear- Tajiri is like the Japanese buzzsaw. Yeah, a, a <laughs> anyway, right now, right. So she looks like from, uh, from a, James. L. Yeah, Jones. from a certain angle, she looks like uh, James Earl Jones is falsely doomed and Conan the Barbarian. Uh, and if you want to talk about a film whose politics, what is what is this film? What's the name? Again, yeah. If you want to talk about a film whose politics was fucking heavy-handed. That's every film in 2018, 2018. What Men Want. Right, right, right. It's a remake of the 90s film, or maybe early 2000s. I think it was the late 90s, What Women Want, but that yeah. is also a remake of something else. Oh, is it? I, I, I think know that. so. Um, yes, yeah, it's a remake of the. Is it Helen Hunt? And Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson film What Women Want. Yeah. Where uh, Mel Gibson inks electrocuted. He's electrocuted so he can hear the thoughts of... And then it ends with him making an advert for Nike. What? That's, <laughs> that's the... the end, 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 ends with him getting fired. Aye, does he Is not? that what the whole thing's about? It's like they come up with like the fucking just do it slogan or something. No, shit. Shit, no, he loses his powers by the end of the film. Yeah, he do, He doesn't get. He doesn't get a promotion. They thinks he's getting. But then, how is he supposed to know what women want, Tommy? <laughs> he knows what they want for a bit, and then he has an air accident. He's got oh, to learn. Man. He's got to learn from. God, life's complicated. Mm-hmm. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> They're so mysterious, though. That line is that they... line is almost quoted in this film. Belter. <laughs> right. Right. So. Mel Gibson, I will, I will be one hundred percent honest. I have not seen the Mel Gibson film. I have. I have, I, I have only read on the bus over here the Wikipedia of what it's about to kind of get a general gist of what was different. So what seemed that that, what that seems, quality news source yeah. that you referred to earlier? Man, well, hold on, can I just say, see before you get into this, like from what I remember, the Mel Gibson one is like he's like quite chauvinistic and stuff, and like over the course of the film, he like starts to like learn. The error of his ways and like being able to understand more than he's filmed because very like much. because he can get to hear their thoughts like he kind of he, yeah. he starts yeah. off using it to abuse his power uh, and, and like pleasure and women. stuff like yeah. that. Whereas like then eventually he becomes to emphasize them like how good would it be if this film was the woman gets like the ability to read men's thoughts and they're all just thinking about like what they're gonna have for dinner and like <laughs> if, if like you can. Shower and eat a burrito at the same time. That's the remake I was. That's, the, that's the whole film. It's just like every guy she looks at is just thinking of some mundane shit. The, yeah. the, 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 when you get the scenes where she's hearing the hearing the voices, there is maybe one or two or something like that, and then it's kind of stupid, kind of ghost stuff. So what happens in this film is uh, Henson or fuck, I'm just gonna call her false or doom. It's easier. False or doom. <laughs> <laughs> Falsa Jesus. Doom. Oh, 
Oh. Well, carry on. All right, on you go. I have established that's that's a link. Uh-huh. Felicia Doom's a sports agent in this one. Uh, she works at... That's a film I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. <laughs> she like, it's like, man, he fucking... He, he gave up that whole being a tyrant thing. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to become a sports agent on weekends. So, so Felicia Doom become, is a sports agent. Um, she works for one of these big uh, agencies where it's a big boys club but she uh, she thinks she's going to get a promotion gun partner but she gets passed over uh, is it because she's a woman? yeah it's be- well she says it's because she's, because she's such, a woman such uh, but they do talk about how uh, it's an all partners have to vote and everybody bar one voted against her but it has to be unanimous uh, so it's no really because she's I'm going to just be said the politics thing I'm like is all the partners guys and it's a boys club and it's like oh yeah. you're, you're yeah. a woman you're the odd one no, that, no that that, right. that is right, right, that right, is right, what it right. is okay. so she but <laughs> she is also she's also portrayed as one of these uh, career total driven women uh, mm-hmm. she's in total she's an arsehole she's a really unlikable character right. uh, no time for anybody but herself it's all about I get, believe get the results. is Ice Queen right okay I'll go with that you were saying like total uh, arsehole like, well I mean Conan wasn't a fan or <laughs> uh, so she goes on she goes on this um, question you could date a woman who could turn out a giant snake would you ask her to turn snake mid sex act what oh, that'd be weird that would fucking that might fuck your shit up man if she shed her skin would you tell her to get out I mean could I it be made into a nice coat or a pair of boots. Oh, that's benefits. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Falsa Doom goes on this hen night. Uh, they get this psychic who's played by Erica Badu, who is actually really, really good in this. Who's this gentleman? Who's he again? What's he in? Sorry. Erica Badu. Yes. The R&B singer, Erica Badu. No. I would have so, to see his so face. So women, Tommy. Sorry, I would have to see their face. I'm not sure. But in saying that, I don't know what. I don't. I don't think you'd know who she is. Right there we go. But a lot of people will know who she is. Oh yeah. Is anyone listening to this podcast going to know? I don't know. Like a lot of white people probably listen to this. Russian box. Is that Russian box? Yeah. If um, someone says Cardi B, that's that face. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I mean, I know the name, but I don't know uh, that face. Right. Anyway, can you sing some of her songs? Uh, no. Right. Shame. Right. Cool. Anyway, so she's this kind of voodoo kind of psychic kind of character. He's also a weed dealer. Um, oh, right, okay. It's, it's, it's about an act. Is this how she gets her powers? Right, no. But let him talk, let him talk, let him talk. Yeah, talk. Me off. Um, so she drinks this tea that the, the psychic's given her, oh, uh, which is full of weed and full of ecstasy. However, she trips up when they're in a nightclub and gets a concussion. That's how she gets her powers. Right. So it's similar to the... Right. I mean that's okay. better than I thought it was going to end that she got her powers just from drinking the tea no, no. <laughs> so, it's, it's, like it's, they, a, it's a concussion yeah it turns out you're just tripping your balls all yeah. the time and, and from then on she can hear what men are thinking oh. and she tries to use this to her advantage to sign this basketball player who she thinks will get her the promotion she wants mm. but she also nefariously uses a man and his son who she's had a one night stand uh, so she can pretend that she is a, a husband and a child because the dad oh, of God. the basketball player likes family people. Oh, this is bad. Um, 
And then have you heard the basketball player Alonzo Ball? No. They take the piss out of him quite a lot on Weekend Update. Uh, uh, no. Uh, probably, but I don't recall. Right. Tracy Morgan plays plays Same as guy. Frank Zilli, this guy. And he is also very good in this. But uh, that is based on how much you like the work of Tracy Morgan. Because uh, it's very Tracy Morgan. Right, okay. Um, so I, I know exactly what you're thinking of right now. I, I was wondering how long it took <laughs> you to get there. <laughs> you want to do some psychology? No, that is not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the SNL sketch where it's the it's him and Kate McKinnon and Kate McKinnon's David no Kate McKinnon's Tilda Swinton and they're auditioning for Fifty Shades of Grey. And he's like, I'm Fifty Shades of Messed Up Fantasia. <laughs> he's like, me and David Bowie gonna get our dick sucked, and she's like, I don't know this guy. He's like, wait a minute, you're a woman, <laughs> Fantasia. <laughs> and then kind of, that is also funny. You want to do some psychology? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, so, Tracy Morgan. So, yeah. so, you, so you can imagine where it goes from there. It's about her using her powers and then fucking up in the end and then her learning her lessons about being a good person and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, along the way, there's a couple of good cameos for um, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my God, Shaq. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a couple of good lines. What does Shaq want? Oh, is he terrible though, Neil? Because he no, can't, he, he's he can't right. act. He, the scene's him sitting playing poker and just making stupid gags about like like pretzels being good and stuff like that. They're actually, <laughs> right. they're actually all right. Do you know, Tommy, that Shaquille O'Neal has not just one, but two fighting games called Shaq Fu? Um, no, What's but... Was some Chaos in the Windy City or something like that? I think it was just Shaq Fu the sequel or something. It was like both I, Shaq I think it's Chaos in the Windy City. Is the one. Do you ever see the film of him as a genie? Kazam? Hold on. I'm getting flashbacks here. Is it not a case that he's not actually in yeah, that? Yeah, that's but, not a real thing. Yeah. This is like one of those, uh, would you call them? Uh, everybody believes it, but it's the Mandela effect. Yeah, uh, everybody thinks that that's a thing, huh. but what it actually turned out to be when someone looked into it was it not a Sinbad? Yeah, it was. I thought he. I thought I there was vaguely remember seeing him on the video cover. Exactly. Everybody remembers oh, that. Did they put that in there? He's in a trailer at the start of that, and everybody remembers him being in the film when he wasn't ah. in the film. Wow, there we go. There you go. So the film was... Uh, I just... I, right. I can pretty much say categorically that I was not the intended audience of that film. Did you laugh? And I found that. I laughed a couple of times. Hmm. But <clears throat> the four black guys sitting three rows behind me, they laughed their asses off. So she must be doing something, right? She that must be the demographic. I mean, I've not seen the um, Medea series. Oh, the Tyler Perry stuff. Because, I mean, he's making a fucking ton of money off that, yeah. but apparently that is not good. It's just him and Amumu doing like almost like Eddie Murphy, Nutty Professor, yeah. Big Mama's House kind of effort, and it's making tons of cash. A lot of that's very physical comedy. Right. Um, is it any good? I'm not. I, I'm I've not. never ever seen them. I've only ever seen kind of bits and pieces they get a lot of the piss gets taken uh, sorry Tyler Perry gets the piss ripped out of him a lot by yeah. saying he's he's a fucking multi-millionaire but oh, he right. doesn't really do he's the Adam Sandler of his but of then his he time. does stuff like Gone Girl and he's alright in yeah. that and no, he's, he's, a, he's a perfectly solid enough actor he just knows how to make cash okay um, right. and this has got like Kenton's got 
a very kind of a lot of physical comedy to to her act. Right. And it's physical comedy and very much in the kind of <laughs> Lee Evans kind of a lot of flailing. All right. I was going to say comedy, like, does it? Which I didn't enjoy, but those guys were going mad for it. it does great. it ever kind of in terms of the comedy go into like a Wayans Brothers bracket, like your white chicks, your little man? You know, really kind of fucking. It's it's. it's just, I don't think the comedy was never really well. No, there's a sex scene in it, which is absolutely fucking nonsense. Right. And that is that kind of Wayne's kind of physical comedy. Right. But that's the furthest that really goes with that. Right. Okay. Um. It's, it's all right. It's, again, I, 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 it's so heavy-handed in its politics. Well, there's a bit where. Uh, the boss of the company uh, is really pissed off with her and he, he has the line I would fire you if it wasn't for all the knee tours would get up in my case and she just looks at him and goes is it because I'm a woman? and then he goes not just is it because I'm a black woman? and he says I'm not saying that you can't say that right. and just walks away and to be fair, man. No, it's a, like, uh, uh, right, is... let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Jesus. It's what it's saying is perfectly valid, but it's just so ham-fisted in the way that it does it that it that it makes it kind of disingenuous. But that's what I was going to say. Though, like all the films that you would expect this from, one that comes out in twenty nineteen called What Men Want, you didn't. That, I would not expect anything less than that. Do you know what I mean it's like it's not this doesn't strike me at all from the get go as a kind of film that can do nuance or subtlety there is or any fun, kind of... funnily enough, funnily enough um, there's only two gay characters in it and there is absolutely zero nuance to yeah. one of them and the other one is played by Pete Davidson. And it's actually quite. Oh, right, right. It's actually quite good in it. Yeah, okay. uh, he's another one. Well, there's a lot of decent wee roles in it. Uh, as a closeted one, right? Uh, it doesn't really portray gay people in a particularly positive light. Yeah, I wouldn't have had a lot of kind of hope for this being the sort of thing that actually manages to do social justice properly, or mm. you know, yeah. It doesn't sound like that kind of film. Yeah. that's um agenda the film the agenda film no, is to be a farcical comedy it's weird because it's, it has those social justice kind of elements in it but see because she's such an unlikable character I mean yeah were you like oh man uses that for, family for like, two, two thirds of the film she's doing a really terrible thing yeah that see when she has that turn of like she loses the power once that happens and it's that's her growing as a human being uh, and she realises that she's been a dick. How far away at the film when that happens? You're near the end by then. Mm, okay. So there's right. not much of growth, or is there? No, the growth's there. Right. But the growth is done in a span of about 15 minutes. Uh, of, and it's not really developed. Right, right, right. Mm. It's not earned. Rushed. Yeah. It's rushed. Because all the comedies are being a dick. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I wouldn't advise seeing it. Yeah, I, I'm not going <laughs> to. I you didn't like the trailer. That's it. And you've, like, you, what you've said has been like, nah, you're all right. Yeah. I'm going to get a miss. Again, they all went to because fuck all else on. Yeah, I know. 
I think there's. And I was not going to see Fisherman's Friend. No. I considered that, but the timing was wrong for when I was at the cinema. Yeah. So I think. Uh, well, is it this week we've got us? Yeah, we have our, us. Yeah. I'll watch that. Oh, is it? And I'm sure there's another effort where it's like, put it this way, that the selection this week's a lot better. Are we better? Right. Yeah. Uh, what we have? Over two hours. Easily. I want to say this is the super final director's cut. Two hours twenty. Jesus Christ! What's the longest show we've done? I feel like when the oh actually this is the longest one the three of us have done. Yeah, back when there was like five of us on it, like I think they lasted a lot longer than this. There's a film out on Friday, which again I saw the trailer for, uh, which kind of struck me. Is there a trend in current young adult Hollywood? of making films about people with either life-threatening diseases or weird disabilities and it being a romance film. Things like The Fault in Our Stars That's the first thing that came or Five Feet Apart, which comes out F- on Friday. 50 Not so much 50 50 that's more down the Jadapto line. But that one about the woman who can go out in the daytime. Yeah, there was that one. There was another one called about a boy who was in the closet. and uh, I Love Simon? Yes. Yeah, you're saying gay is a disability, Tommy. I'm saying that when you're talking <laughs> about like those kind of yeah, it's there's a love story in there, but it's not so much in that in the case of I love Simon. It's not that the guy's afflicted, but he's in a society where yeah, it, yeah it, it it's society's a disability in that case. Aye, yeah. It just it seems to me that they're they seem to be making you, know, you get at least one of these kind of films every year. Yeah. And it seems like the most cynical kind of filmmaking. Well, the fault, well, not filmmaking, storytelling. Yeah, but the, like the fault in the the fault in our stars was like his young teen fiction. So I'm not surprised at that because again, it's 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 as formulaic as you came in terms of like it's romantic, but it's also really sad. There was a film uh, called uh, again, I think it was Cassavetes that did it, and it was My Sister's Keeper, and that was oh de- Juliet Lewis, and that yeah. was depressing as fuck. It was it was just again they, that's from a book. They might as well have called it Sad the film because yeah. there was it was it was just I was like folk were coming out proper crying, and I I was in the film for five minutes, and I was like I don't want to watch the rest of this because it is just dead fucking sad. <laughs> Terrible, like. Right, can we wrap this shit up? It's been going way too long. Right, okay. Well, you got better things to do. Yeah, been holding a fart for like an hour. Let's do it. There's no way that's happening again. <laughs> and like, when I was at the uh, gym course thing yesterday, like we, it was leg day, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we were on like this machine where it's like like a lot of weight, like you've got to push it with your legs, kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, it pushes towards you. And uh, the first time, like I used it, the kind of <laughs> trainer dude was like standing just behind the actual weight part of it. Did you when fart his crotch? Yeah, man, like when, when the weights came down, like I completely involuntarily let out a fart. Was it, it loud? It was right in the line of fire to him, man. Was it loud? No, it wasn't It wasn't that loud. Was it weakened? Like, you, like did he know what he, he Yeah, he knew. He knew. He farted in his balls. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? It wasn't like, what? Have you ever been to the gym? That's not how gyms work. <laughs> I thought you said he was in front of you. Yeah, he was in front of the weights. Like All right, these, okay. You not, like not saying you stand there, but if you're like there like and you're what possible put, use would that be? If you're in sitting in the chair and you're pushing the weights up, right, and he's with there, my legs. Aye, so you're doing that, right? How and then could behind he the weights, behind the weights, he's sitting there. Tommy, me, I wasn't up, there. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, give it up. Okay, sorry, right, Tommy, just paint the picture for the listener. Yeah. Okay, I did. So anyway, you can get us at Raptors Podcast. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, yeah, uh, I've been checking the Twitter every week, so 
you know, so far no one, no one's talking to us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sadly. Oh well. Uh, thanks to Paddy Donnelly for sharing the podcast again and right, listening to us from a uh, Hamburg. I think it was you listened to us. Oh, week. hey man, cool. Um, yeah, uh, we're back to UK, USA, and Canada as our staple. That seems to be. Yeah. The, I imagine we've probably lost a few USAs today. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, we might be. Uh, well, we did this years ago, but we're gonna maybe guinea pig video. Uh, like video in the show via, via your GoPro, Paco. Yeah. So, you know, as well as listening to us going on, you can see us sitting here and droning on. Droning on. Yeah. So, look forward to that. Or, or not. Or not. Or not. <laughs> hey, Neil, Neil did just get a haircut, so, you know, he's a, he's, he's out to impress. Am I? But who? Yeah. Well, who? I don't know. Stay uh, tuned. Where can they find you? They want to compliment your hair and shavedness, Neil. Uh, Scott Jelly on Twitter. At Vast uh, Destruction. Okay, that was Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Paco RUK. Hey, yeah. Hey, so that'll be. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. So that'll do us for this week. Yeah.